Support for the My Mike and I podcast comes from Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. What's up, fellas? Listen up. Untribbed pubes are a thing of the past. It's time to gear up and get yourself the gift of shaving this holiday season. I'm not talking about your face. I'm talking about the Manscaped Perfect Package 2.0. Guys, when I was in high school, when I was in college, I would really struggle down there using cheap scissors, using cheap razors, constantly nicking myself, all that painful stuff. But that's a thing in the past. That's why the revolutionary company Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. Their lawnmower 2.0 has advanced skin-safe technology, so this trimmer won't nick or snag your nuts. It's also waterproof, so you can use it in the shower too. What a steal. The lawnmower 2.0 comes inside the perfect package 2.0, which makes for the perfect gift this holiday season. It's literally everything you could ever need for trimming down there. It keeps you trimmed, cut free, and smelling real nice down there. Don't use the same trimmer too that you use on your face, on your balls. That's just nasty. It's on your balls. <laughs> the Manscaped Perfect Package 2.0 also includes a cop preserver, an anti-chafing ball deodorant, and moisturizer. Guys, we already put deodorant on our armpits. Why are we not putting deodorant on the smelliest part of our body? Yes, our balls stink. Our girlfriends tell us that all the time. <laughs> and these products smell good. Their manly scent is attractive and will help you set the mood if you know what I mean. Wink, wink. The Perfect Package will also come with a pair of Manscaped boxer briefs that will keep your junk feeling fresh all day. It's time to upgrade over those pair of used boxers that have been sitting in your closet for years and years. Tis the season to manscape, and so get yourself, your dad, your grandfather, your brother, and your friends the best gift of all this season, the Manscaped Perfect Package 2.0. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code BIGHEADS at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use the promo code BIGHEADS, that's in all caps. Clean up your nuts and make Santa proud this year. Hey, 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 hey. What's up, everybody? If you are fucking with this instrumental, go follow Generic Sports. You can find out more of his work at soundcloud.com slash generic sports. You can also follow him on the Twitter or on the Instagram, just search up Generic Sports. He produces the instrumental for all the shows here on the Mike and I podcast. Welcome, everybody, to the Mike and I podcast, in case you were wondering what you're listening to. I am your humble host, Noah Alvarez. Want to shout out to everybody that's currently listening. Now, first things first, this podcast is available on Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, TuneIn, Stitcher, Google Play. And if we aren't available on a current podcast listening platform that you do listen to your podcast on, well, be sure to let me know. And how you could do that, well, go ahead and follow me on Instagram at noha underscore Alvarez. Go follow the My Mike and I page on Instagram at my period Mike and period I. Or go follow me on Twitter at underscore Noah Alvarez. Feel free to reach out to me. If you want to be a guest on the show, that's a great way to reach out to me. If you feel like you know you have some feedback for the show, that's another great way to reach out to me. Uh, or also if you just, you know, a lot of times I post questions or ask you guys to ask questions that I answer on the show's intro like I will in just a sec. So be sure to be on those Instagram, those Twitter pages as well. And uh, that's how you can be involved with the show here at the My Mike and I podcast. Now, I did want to mention, too, that the podcast is available on the Big Heads Podcast Network. Shout out to them. Shout out to them for also getting the Manscaped ad that you heard in the beginning. 
And while the Big Heads Podcast Network is home to many great podcasts, not just the My Mike and I podcast, including the Curious Kid Podcast. Now, here's a commercial telling you a little bit more about their show. Hello, my name is Jacob. And I'm his co-host, five-year-old Olivia. Do you have kids? And are your kids curious? If you answered yes, you should check out Curious Kid Podcast, a weekly educational podcast for curious kids and grown-ups. Every week we learn about another topic. We've already learned about spiderwebs, batteries, the moon, and so much more. You can find us at CuriousKidPodcast.Buzzsprout.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Boom, Noah Alvarez back in action here, vibing out to the funky instrumental. So before we get on to this week's show, and before we get into the, the listener and interaction question of this week, did want to, uh, you know, shout out to a few people real quick. Shout out to Kamala Anthony for making a comeback to the NBA. I was one of the many people, the many NBA fans that Carmelo Anthony was washed. I thought his career was over. And sure enough, he signs with the Portland Trailblazers about three weeks ago. Didn't think much of it. He got player of the week in the NBA. He's also got signed long-term so that the rest of the year he'll have guaranteed money on his contract. So shout out to Carmelo Anthony, man. You know, forget what the critics said. Forget what the haters say. Me being one of them. Go out and do your thing. Have belief in yourself. And that goes, that should be a message for everybody out there, you know? Doesn't matter what people think of you, what people think of your talent. If you believe in yourself, just go ahead and do what you do, whether it's playing basketball, whether it's doing a podcast, making music, or just drawing, whatever. Doesn't matter. So shout out to Carmelo Anthony. And the last shout out, shout out to Ron Rivera. Ron Rivera, man. For those of you who don't know, Ron Rivera was the head coach of my favorite NFL team in the Carolina Panthers. Past nine seasons, he is, excuse me, past 10 seasons, he started in 2011. Finished with an overall record of 76, 63, and 1. Most winning coach in Carolina Panther history. He took the team to Super Bowl 50. Took him to three straight NFC South division titles. First time that's ever been done. And of course, he's a Hispanic head coach. In the NFL, there's not too many of those. Actually, there's none currently out there. And, uh, you know, I'm sure for those of you who are Latino football fans, you root for any Latino or Hispanic or Mexican that is on the football field just because you want to see someone with a last name similar to yours out there doing big things in, 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 a, in a field that we aren't really too dominant on. And, you know, Rivera, like I said, I rooted for the team. I rooted for him as a, as, as a person, as a coach. I wanted him to succeed. And he did. He did so for a little bit. Carolina Panthers just you know it's time for a change that's the best way to put it Uh, he outgrew the Panthers Panthers kind of outgrew him I think he's going to have a lot of success in his future endeavors whether he goes to AFC team NFC team I wish him nothing but the best and and the Carolina Panthers I'm excited because they have a great owner in David Tepper who's a minority owner with the Pittsburgh Steelers Uh, and he's a really popular big name on Wall Street so this dude knows what he's doing I trust the direction he's taking this Carolina Panthers team but I just you know want to take a moment to you know thank Ron Rivera for all the great memories bringing this Carolina Panther team back to relevancy after so many years of just being in the in the shit in the shithole basically uh, for such a long time so shout out to Ron Rivera 
keep doing your thing keep proving his, the, the hispanic haters wrong and uh yeah much love to you ron rivera for doing your thing with the carolina panthers sad to come sad it had to come to an end but nonetheless it's bittersweet i guess that's the best way to put it it's bittersweet now let's go ahead and get on to the listener interaction question of the week now for this week's show I asked on the personal Noha underscore Alvarez page and also the My Mike and I Instagram page, as a child, did your parents push you to do something they wanted to, not you? And now the reason I asked that, because every show or every week, I try to have a listener interaction question that's related to the topic of discussion in this week's show. And so that's what we chat about a little bit. And before I introduce the guest, let's go ahead and finish up with your responses. So... This was in response to the My Mike and I Instagram page at my period Mike and period I. Go ahead and give that one a follow. Jay Franco, he responded, "Yes, we drive to Santa Monica every Saturday so I could attend modeling classes. Modeling classes, damn! What were you doing? That sounds pretty dope, actually. Not gonna lie. Um, usually when you don't want to do something, it's kind of lame, like piano lessons or." a sport that you don't really like but modeling man you could have been a model that's pretty tight granted modeling maybe not for everybody but still nonetheless good for you whether you decided to push through the modeling or not do what you want to do thank you for your response jay franco this next one is by mr cw bullock he responded ironically enough comma the only thing my mom pushed me to do was to go to college ended up great for me that's great chris uh my mom and my parents really pushed me to go to college as well that was a big thing that they wanted me to do and for a long time i kind of felt lost during college i didn't really know what to major in and really what i wanted to do in the future but it kind of helped me discover myself too i think i had a really positive experience just like you chris but college isn't for everybody speaking of which this was responses to the personal at noha underscore alvarez page on instagram this one is a very common answer, actually. Both Lindsay underscore Isabel and Carl Cervantes, they put both they both put to go to college. So both their parents pushed them to go to college. And you know what, guys? I don't look down on people who didn't go to college. I don't look up on people who did go to college. And you know what I mean? College isn't for everybody. That's, that's the one thing I quickly learned when trying to transfer from community to four-year college. I was one of those people who did the, the junior college route first. And... I just, you know, college isn't for everybody. There's trade schools. There's some people can just, depending on the work you want to get into, you don't even need a trade school or a college. So don't don't let people kind of bully you into, oh, you have to go to college. That's the only route to success. There's plenty of other routes to success. Thank you, Carl Cervantes. Thank you, Lindsay underscore Isabel for producing or for sharing your guys' experiences. I'll say this for me from a personal level. My parents both wanted me to go to college, and much like Chris Bullock and his response, it did work out really well for me too. I can't complain. I had the time of my life, really discovered who I wanted to be in college. I think now the pressure is to, my parents sometimes push me to maybe get like more of a traditional nine to five county, state, federal job. I know my dad does at least. My dad sometimes, you know, when he asks me what I do for money and stuff like that, he's like, why don't you just you know, send your application, you have a college degree, like, you should be able to get a job at the county, and they have good benefits, and I don't know, just something about sitting at a desk all day for eight hours, nine hours, if you count lunch, I don't know, it's just not appealing to me, and that's okay, that's not, it doesn't have to be appealing to everyone, that's why I'm doing the podcast, that's why I'm doing the broadcast internship, 
If you guys don't know, go follow 90.1 KBPK on YouTube. I do a weekly coaches show highlighting some of the coaches and the athletes there at Fullerton College. We also broadcast a lot of the volleyball games. Their season just came to an end. We broadcast a lot of the soccer games. Their season just came to an end. We did football. We did all kinds of sports. We did water polo. We covered all the teams there at Fullerton College. And so, yeah, be sure to go give that 90.1 KBPK on YouTube uh, a follow. And that's uh, where you'll see a lot of me and my interviews with coaches and athletes. Pretty cool stuff. That's why I'm doing what I do, though. I work currently at a Boys and Girls Club, and they don't pay a lot. I'm going to be honest. I don't make a lot of money, and I never will. I'm working at the Boys and Girls Club, I mean. But it's, it's a lot more rewarding work, and, and I don't know. I would much rather work with kids and the youth and helping them, whether it's mentors in the classroom, tutoring, in sports, coaching. I'd rather do any of that kind of stuff versus being at a desk all day. It just, it just wasn't for me. But nonetheless, thanks to everyone that shared your answer. Again, I like to post it on my personal Instagram page at Noha underscore Alvarez or the my Mike and I Instagram page at my period Mike and period I. Now, on to this week's show. This week, I have a local rapper. His name is No Shame. You can go follow him on SoundCloud. He's also on Apple Music and Spotify as well. Just look up No Shame X. He's a local rapper out of Whittier, California, which is not too far if you're in Orange County. It's in the L.A. suburb area. And he basically shares his story, his journey through his rap career. We talk about his experiences growing up, how he fell in love with hip-hop, how he first went from battle rap to cholo rap and to now doing the rapping that he does, the projects that he has upcoming in the future, what his long-term goals are. And it's really cool. One of, the, one of my favorite parts of being a host to a podcast like this and just interviewing different people is just learning different things especially i'm a huge hip-hop fan i can never rap but i love hearing the people and the journey of people who do rap or who people who do pursue those rapping careers and make music and stuff like that so he actually has stuff on apple go check him out no shame x he has stuff on soundcloud as well he has stuff on spotify so be sure to go check out his music once you're done checking out this podcast without further ado hope you enjoy the conversation with no shame x and i I really appreciate you coming on the show. First question I wanted to ask you is like taking it back to the beginning. How did you get inspired to pick up the microphone and first start rapping? Um, I've always been into music since I was born, since I was a kid. My mom always played. My my mom and my dad always played all the classics, and um, from there I wanted to I wanted to be a rock star at first because I grew up on that. Mm-hmm. That and um, I couldn't play guitar. <laughs> so I guess the easiest thing I did was like, oh, let's just rap. Yeah. And um, what got me into uh, got me into hip hop was because uh, I was a rock star. I wanted to be a rock star. Like all the rappers that be wearing the rock star t shirt, oh, I was okay, doing that okay, way yeah. before them. Yeah. I, was, I started that. <laughs> um, when I did that, um, Eminem was the first one that got me because they used to play uh, they used to play his music on K Rock. Mm, really? So, yeah. They played his music on K Rock. Like early two thousands. This yeah, this was uh, this was the M- was it the Eminem show? Okay, was yeah, it the Eminem yeah. show? He did that song without me. Mm, mm-hmm. Is it without me? Yeah, yeah. And it was on. I liked when I first seen it. It was dope because um, I was because I was you know I was listening I was I was I was listening to rock music and um, when I seen him, I was like, yo, what's this? This is crazy. I seen the video too, and I was like, yo, this is crazy. This is dope. What mm. is that? 
And my friends go, that's rap. That's rap music. Like, that does, he does not look like a rapper because, you know, the, yeah. the rap, because, uh, you know, it, it was black. You know, all are black. So me growing up on, like, me growing up on, like, rock and roll, like, uh, R&B, like, you know, Marvin Gaye and all them, mm-hmm. I wasn't used to seeing, it wasn't, like, it was taboo to me to see, like, I shoot you in the club, you know, like, yeah. like, like I shoot you in the, like, that's what I thought it was. Yeah. That's what I used, because I would listen to it when I would hear it, like, you know, in, in yeah. passing, it'd be like, I shoot you in the face, and, and mm-hmm. I don't know, I didn't, it didn't really, ca- it didn't really, you know, I was a kid, I didn't yeah. really, you know, I didn't really capture it, but when I saw Eminem do it, I was like, yo, like, he looked like the rock stars. Mm-hmm. He looked like the rock stars. And then it was just dope. I was like, okay. So I got into Eminem. And then from there, you listen to him. Then you dig into 50. And then you just yeah. dig in the crates. And then you're just like, yo, why don't I just do this instead of trying to be a rock star, you know? Because yeah. it's already, what, it was like, I don't know what year it was. It was like 2003, maybe? 2004? And, um, yeah, that's what got me into uh, that got me into that. And then from there, I was just digging in the crates. But I've always been into music. Mm-hmm. always been in music and I always been since I was a kid after like after when I would get out of school I would just watch like live live videos of my like favorite artists that would perform no 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 this was before I would have uh, VHS's oh shit I would buy VHS's literally Damn, okay. I would just go to like Guitar Center or wherever they sold them at like where cause this was like DVDs we had DVDs back then mm-hmm. so we were doing uh, I would just random I would random find live, live and just sit there and watch and just be like that's what I want to do mm-hmm. you know and um, I just chose rap because I, you know, I couldn't get into rock. Yeah, I couldn't do. I couldn't. I couldn't play guitar. How long did you try learning the guitar? Um, my mom bought me one when I was, um, I think I was eleven, eleven or twelve. She bought me one, and um, for a year I tried learning. I got a couple chords in, like a couple, you know, a couple of songs, a cover couple, a uh, couple of cover songs. I did, um, and after that, I just started rapping. I was like, and I left the guitar right there for like years. <laughs> it was just right there collecting dust for yeah. years. And it was like, it was an expensive guitar. It was like a $400, $500 guitar, acoustic. It was an acoustic guitar. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I, soon as, it was crazy because as soon as I got it, I was trying to learn it. And then that's when I, that's when I listened to M. I was like, yo, I want to do that instead. <laughs> let's that, do that. Yeah, yeah let's do that. And um, yeah, that was uh, uh, learning how to uh, having it sit there forever. Just yeah, and then um, before Eminem, did you listen to like or what were some of the rock stars that you listened to or rock groups? I listened to a lot. So I'm from the the Lincoln Park, Drowning oh, okay. Pool, Corn, uh, yeah, and Biscuit. I'm from that era of rock. So listening to that plus classic rock, I used to listen to a lot of classic rock. Mm. I still do nowadays. Um, and then just listening to a lot of like uh, Marvin Gaye, Temptations, Isley Brothers. Yeah, I like to some a, soul, right? Yeah, I listened to a lot of that. Just a lot of old school music, just in general. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't get into country music. <laughs> I didn't get into country. <laughs> Me um, neither, yeah. Uh, but yeah, just, you know, listen to just a lot of that. I even used to watch like on VH1, like mm-hmm. all the old, like they would have all these old classic. Uh, music videos. Yeah, music, music videos and, and uh, just documentaries on them. Sit there watching for hours. All I would watch is just that. Mm-hmm. So I know a lot. Of, I know a lot about it. A lot about like classic rock bands. I know a lot of history about them. Like, like I was dating this girl, and um, she le- liked classic rock, and she would play on the stations. She would put the stations on, or like I would. She would just stream music, mm-hmm. 
and like an old classic rock song would come on, she wouldn't even know. I would just tell her, "Oh, that's that, that's that," or yeah. or an old school or that that. And I'll know something about that artist because oh, okay. I used to watch the documentaries on them. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I mean, growing up too, eighty percent of what I listened to was hip hop, but my parents were big rock fans too, from okay. ACDC. Yeah. And like Aerosmith, those are probably my two favorite like classic rock groups. Okay. After that, I didn't really follow anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like any of the newer stuff, like, like yeah. Linkin Park or Green Day. But I remember, yeah. especially Aerosmith, because I have a lot of respect for what they did with Run DMC, kind of yeah. like merging yeah, rock yeah. and hip hop for the first time in a long time. So that was pretty cool to see that too. But yeah. like, yeah, it's cool to see like old school rock because I don't think now there's like there's not really any like big rock groups. At least no, maybe because I don't not, follow yeah, it. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know either. Mm-hmm. Any of them either. Um, like I'll see some bands, like local bands, mm-hmm. that are pretty dope. Yeah. Um, there's a lot. Of, I like the tribute bands too. I, yeah. Th- there's those are fun. A, there was um I saw who did I see I see uh, Zepp again. Mm-hmm. They're like a Led Zeppelin tribute band. They were dope. Yeah. They were really dope, and they sounded just like them. <laughs> it was crazy. I like I, I, I saw them at the House of Blues. Mm-hmm. Some of the House of Blues. It was it was a dope. It was dope. It it, it took me back mm-hmm. to my childhood, like hearing that shit. Yeah. Especially watching it live is crazy. Mm-hmm. But um. Yeah, I, I, I still listen to it. Um, I'm a big Coldplay fan. Oh, yeah, okay. I like Coldplay. Um, Favorite Coldplay song? There, I'll, I'll tell you albums. Okay. I, I'm, in, I'm an album person. Okay. Um, Parachutes and Rush of Blood are my favorite. Mm-hmm. And then, to be honest, the new stuff, I haven't heard their new albums. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm like old school. Like, I'm telling you, like 2000. So, Parachutes and, and Rush of Blood. And then the third one was cool, but then I kind of just fell off after the fourth. I don't know, like kind of just those three albums were like I, I own three of those albums so. okay dang so yeah the first their first three albums I own the first three mm-hmm. yeah I'm a big Coldplay fan I haven't seen them live though I've watched their, their live videos on YouTube all the time though mm-hmm. I just I don't know, I'm just I'm a just in general I'm a big music fan so I like a lot of stuff you know mm-hmm. especially like now nowadays I go to um I go to a lot of like open mics and a lot of uh I watch a lot of uh, like artists just to watch that I think that are dope and that are local that are mm-hmm. coming up because I think one day one of them artists will be the biggest thing ever you yeah. know and I want to be there in the beginning to see them like oh I remember them when they were yeah you watch know? them grow yeah. Yeah. yeah I think that's really dope so you mentioned Eminem and 50 Cent too but really what inspired you to kind of like pick up the mic and how do you remember like that first song you recorded some of the first things that you yeah. did yeah so how the process on that was um so I wanted to rap and I didn't know how to start I didn't even know I didn't know anything so um what I used to do was I used to I used to copy the lyric I would copy the lyrics and then I would copy the whole song of the lyrics and then I would just change the words mm, change okay. the words up so I would just get so I would know the song write it all down the lyrics and then change each word each word and just put my own okay. just you know put my own words or whatever and that's how I first started off and that would freestyle my cousin I my cousin was into freestyling and um at first I sucked that was terrible it was terrible <laughs> it was trash and but you just keep practicing just keep practicing and that was it like yeah I would all my favorite songs I would just rewrite my favorite songs and just like change the words up Mm-hmm. stuff like that so that's how it you know and then it just kept doing it over and over and over and over again and so now I'm, you know I don't have to do that no more yeah what was like the first song that you made on your own like without like uh, looking at I mean, someone else's lyrics yeah. um, my first song I ever recorded it was a love song okay oh okay this was this was Limeware 
This was when LimeWire mm-hmm. was okay. popping. This was LimeWire popping, and um, we used to get our instrumentals. We used to get the instrumentals off LimeWire, mm-hmm. and these were instrumentals off beats that are already like popping. So my first song I ever recorded was it was on a tape recorder. Oh, I used to record. I would just record and have the. Have, we had big speakers, so we'd have the big old speakers playing in the background. I would just rap <laughs> on the So the first song I ever recorded was a. Uh, it was a do for love. Mm-hmm. I want to say freestyle or remix, whatever. Mm-hmm. But it was to that beat, and I just recorded a song to that one. Um, that was my first song I ever did. Um, yeah, that was, it's just that one. It was that song. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to. I'm trying to remember. Maybe if there was another one, but no, it was that song we recorded first, and then from there, my cousin. Uh, so it was me, and my cousin that got me. Like he, at first, I would just do this, like to myself, and like didn't tell nobody because yeah. I was like insecure about it. And um, he's the one that, like, my cousin was the one who broke broke me out of my shell. Okay. Broke me out of my shell, and then it was just like because he was doing. He's like. Yeah, his what his thing was like yo we're gonna record this tape he's got these instrumentals from LimeWire we're gonna record this big old tape and we're gonna send it to Dr. Dre in the mail some <laughs> shit like that it was crazy I don't know if we were we didn't do that but we were like talking about it. we took it serious we were, like, we were gonna do that so yeah um, I recorded that song and then me and him started a group me, him my brother cause my brother saw us and he was like I wanna do it too and um, he he so he joined our group. We had a group called uh, we had a group called Wicked Winos. We used to do um, this was uh, we used to do cholo rap. Okay, that's that's when I, I was first a cholo rapper, and um, we had got signed by a cholo like a uh, I don't want to say their name. I'll tell you. I don't want you know. Yeah, okay, that's fine. But but they're like the the big they're like a big cholo rap group. Okay, like a big uh, record label. They had signed us early on. And um, they shelved us. We didn't get. We didn't. They didn't put us out. They shelved us. But um, Damn. but uh, we uh, we were doing that. We were well. At first, we were recording. It took time for when we were recording from the tapes. And then when we started from the tapes, we would t- show people, and they were like, "Oh, this is pretty tight," you know. And then you know, you get a little love, so you you know, a little like, "Hey, this is dope." You know, we were young kids, so like, yeah, yeah. Just keep going. So then from there, we started with the tapes, and then from the tapes, we started doing. Um, we was I'm I'm going back. This yeah. is before we got signed. So like middle school, high school, or this is middle school. Yeah. Okay. Damn. So we were recording on tapes, and then um, from the tapes, we started recording off the computer. We bought like a forty dollar microphone from Walmart, and we oh, just yeah. connected it to the. T- uh, we got a program like a, 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 I don't know where where we got the program <laughs> from. My cousin got it, uh, and we connected to the the computer, and we were just recording songs off that. Yeah. So we don't have to play the thing in the background anymore. We just like play. It, it can be a little more official, mm-hmm. but. It's still, you know, we were doing that for a minute, and then we, and then my cousin, I had another cousin that uh, his best friend ran a studio in his crib. Okay. So then, boom, as soon as we got in that studio, um, we had, I had another cousin, it's just connection. I had a connection, the reason why we were doing Cholo Rap was because we had a connection to to that label. Mm -hmm. We wanted to get signed. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, and they were like po- they were like popular at the time, you know, and um, the people that were behind us were like really connected to them. So that's why we were just like, okay, well, let's just do this type of music for now. And um, we, when we got in that studio, we recorded like I think we recorded like three tapes, three mixtapes under our group name, and we sent it to them. And um, yeah, they liked it. They liked it. Um, 
then they took us into they took us into their into their studio with their big artists and uh from there we recorded a song for their project they wanted they wanted they wanted us to do um they wanted us to do a song for one of their projects to one of their big artist projects mm-hmm. and then from there they were gonna um have us record our stuff so what happened was we recorded everything and um about a year in, about a year in, we did whatever. We a year in, we um, we got signed, and um, they shelved us. They just they shelved our music, and um, I mean, it was like to be honest, it wasn't a big deal because um, we didn't really like. I wasn't into like the cholo. Like I liked yeah. some of it. Some of it was dope, but I wasn't. I just did it because I wanted to get signed. Yeah, you know, we were young. You're just like you know, it was like kind of the wave back then, or what? Yeah, it was the wave, and like it was popular at the time. Like this yeah. was like this was during the time when um like it was snap rap. Okay, this was the, you know the the dim franchise boys, the soldier boys came out. You know, yeah, uh, the chicken. Remember that chicken noodle soup song? Mm-hmm. So we were like, <laughs> you know, like I guess we were like, yo, we want to still be rapping, you know. So we were doing that type of stuff, and then um it didn't fall through. If it, it felt it fell through. And um, we were just like, yo, so what's, you know, what's next? Like, okay, well, let's just start doing what we do best. Mm-hmm. So we continue just doing our stuff. Um, we continue doing our music. And um, I think by the time, like, this was high school. And when we were in high school, we were, we were get, you know, in high school, I was, I was getting in a lot of trouble. You know, I was getting a lot of trouble. And, but all the kids in high school knew we rapped. Mm-hmm. And we would when we would get in trouble, we would get in, like big old like just I don't want to say too much, but we get in trouble and we make rap songs about it. Oh, okay, so the kids okay. in high school loved it. Yeah, you know they they loved us. So from there, um, after high school, uh, we started doing shows. Yeah, after high school. After high school, that's when we started doing like local rap shows. Where was your first show at? The Moose Lodge in Whittier. In Whittier was on. It was on. What is it? It was on. Imperial and Imperial and Carmenita. Mm. That was my first show, and it was right there in the city. Yeah, and it was we were opening up for Badass from Dog Pound. Oh, okay, yeah. My um, we had met going back. Let's go back for when we first started doing shows. Um, we had met. We've always look. I've always been in a group. Mm-hmm. I've always like since the beginning. I've always been in a group. Now I'm just doing my solo. I'm doing my solo. Like this, like. Like right now is like my solo run. Yeah. You know, I've always been in a group. I've always had artists. Like always been like that. Mm-hmm. Um. So when when it fell through with the with the label, we were in a whole nother. Well, let's okay. Well, we started a whole new brand. You know, we start a whole new group. Start a whole you know get more artists. You know, work with more artists. Get another group going on. So we got another group going on after that. After the label thing fell out, we even even we had a different sound. We even had a different look. Um, from there, um, we met this artist's name, um, his name was Tusi's and he's, you know, he's, he's still like, to be honest, like we still have the group, we still have the crew, but like, we're all just, we're like collective. Yeah. We, okay. all, do our, we all do our own thing. Um, we had two C's. It's me. It's always been me and my brother. So it's been me, me and my brother and, um, and two C's. And, uh, one day he was on, um. He was on uh, Facebook. He was on Facebook. Yeah, he was on Facebook, and he was like, he had made a song with one of our boys that made music. And um, he goes, "Yo, if anybody, we had followed him on Facebook. He said, Yo, if anybody in the city that want to record, like, hit me up, you know." 
So we're like, yo, we reached out to him. He was all he was older than us. Mm-hmm. He was older than us, so he came. He scooped us up. We were we were still in high school. We we're still. Uh, this was like continuation. We we're in continuation school, so it was like like a year before. It's like yo, uh, high school's over, you know. Yeah. So he scooped us up. And we recorded at his crib, and then we just been just building from there. And we're like, yo, let's start this group, blah blah. And yeah, we he got me the, our first show because he was doing his sh- like solo stuff. He was doing shows by himself. And um, he had he had um, he had a show he had a show plug right here in in, uh, in Whittier, um, at the Moose Lodge, and he was like, "Yo, he he passed." He's like, "Yo, if y'all want to promote, you know, you don't know." So he put us he actually put us on our first show. Okay. And um, yeah, and from there it was we were just like, the way I took it was like, "Yo, let's do this every weekend." Yeah. You know, so we just record songs. You know, like we're straight out of high. We're like, you know, like high school's about to end. You know, and I don't have a job or anything, so let's make songs, let's do this, and let's just take this serious, you know? Yeah. Let's do this as a group. From the get-go. Right? Yeah. Yeah, so we've just been from there, and you just, and then just doing shows, you just meet other promoters, and you just start doing, you know? Networking, yeah. Yeah, basically. Do you remember how your first show went? And, like, if you were, how, like, how was, nervous were you before your first show? Um, was I nervous? Yeah, I was nervous, but... I was more excited. Okay. I was more excited than nervous. I was nervous as to like, yo, like my first show, oh my God. But um, I was more excited, and um, I was like, all right, let's get it. You know. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what I was doing. That's that's why I, pro- I don't think I was nervous because I didn't. You know, I was just like, I'm just gonna do it. You know, yeah. Go out there and have fun with it. Carefree. You know? Yeah. Now I get nervous. The thing is, the difference when you're performing with a group mm-hmm. than when you're by yourself. Makes sense. Yeah. Now that I'm by myself, I get nervous because it's like, especially if I'm doing like a, a local show that's like, it's more, um, what's that word? Um, close-knit? Yeah, when everything's like close and like you're more... Uh, intimate? Intimate, there you go. When it's more intimate and close, um, I get more nervous rather than if I'm on a stage. Hmm. You know, if I'm on a stage and like people are a little more farther, you know, and it's just like you can see more people like you're on the stage, you know, so it's it's not as nervous. But when you're like... When you're eye to eye with somebody, and because some shows you do that are just your eye to eye, you're not really elevated that much. Yeah. So you're just like boom. <laughs> the way the venue is, I guess I don't know the way it's set up. So it's just like it's more like oh shoot, you know, it's more mm-hmm. intimate, like you said. That those get me more nervous mm-hmm. now. But um, but yeah, at the time we had a group, so I was like, you know, it was you know, it was like cool. I wasn't really tripping. I'm on what I got like three verses out of the whole set. So yeah. Like, I'm not even tripping, you know. <laughs> so um. Yeah, we were from there. We just we're doing the group thing. Uh, we met another artist named Hollow Visions. Um, he we're all, we're all from the same city. We were all from the same city. We went to the same high school. Um, what high school is that? Pioneer High School. Okay. We went to Pioneer High School. We um, we from there. We are we had a group. Our group was called uh, New Generation. Mm-hmm. And um, we were uh, we've opened up we've opened up for Snoop Dogg. We've opened up. For, that's like our biggest show we've ever done. Mm-hmm. We opened up for Snoop. We've opened up for um, all the West Coast OGs. Yeah, okay. all so like corrupt, corrupt. We've opened up for Orangey. we've opened up for Burner. Oh, we've yeah. opened up for um, like Cypress the, Hill. No, we didn't open up for Cypress Hill. Uh, Cycle Realm. Oh, Cycle Realm. We okay, opened up for that. Cycle Realm. Um, we've opened up for King Little G. Um, it's, oh, okay. So we did this show called the Back to Basics, and these this was um, all the like all the underground like all the underground like 
Andre Nicotina, oh, okay, um, Hieroglyphics, yeah. Living Legends. Um, there was this big show at the observatory they used to have called Back to Basics, where all the underground would be, and we opened up. We we did one. We did that show. Nice. So we got to meet Farside. We met. Oh shit! Yeah, we actually played basketball backstage with them. <laughs> it was pre- it was it was pretty dope. Yeah, it yeah. was tight. That show was really dope because. Um, they had food for us. Yeah. Like, I've never seen that before. I never did. They, they like, we had backstage passes low-key. Like, we were back there. They had mad food, mad drinks, like, whatever we wanted. It was dope. It was dope. Legit, yeah. It was dope. It was at the observatory. We had uh, shouts out to um, Out the House uh, Droops. He he got us that one. Um, yeah, but uh, I can't think right now off the top because it was a lot. Because we were doing shows every weekend. It got to a point where we were doing so many shows. We weren't doing enough music. We mm-hmm. weren't recording any music, so. Um, so were you guys performing? We were like, performing just the in the same set. We were performing in the same set for two years. Dang. Okay. You know that yeah. got boring after a while. It's <laughs> so, like, what are we gonna do? Like, you know, it's like we need to practice. What do we need to practice for. We've been doing the same set for two years. You're tripping. Yeah. You know, uh, and then f- so what happened was we stopped. We didn't stop as we stopped. We stopped doing shows. Mm-hmm. We stopped doing shows because it, it was like. Yo, we got no more, we're not doing any music we're just doing shows so um, we stopped doing the shows so we can focus on our music that's what's going on now well that's what happened uh, and um, we had we, we were um, we were as a group we were like five but then it went down to four and then it went down to three and um, just, just you know just reasons I'm not gonna talk about it but um, we're still cool with everybody like this yeah now. You know, um, but as a group, we're like, yo, let's let's stop because we know I don't want to get, I don't want to be like known as a group like mm-hmm. that. You know, after a while, it's like, you know, who I like, I like you guys, but who's who's? You know, yeah, like yeah. Uh, which one is which? You yeah. know, that's what I was scared of. I right. don't want to be, I don't want to be like, because if you like. If you're not a big Wu Tang fan, yeah, you don't. You don't know the names of the guys. You just know Wu Tang, yeah. You know, and that's what I didn't want. I didn't mm. want to be like, yo, who's this? You know? Yeah. Or D12, you know, like you don't know the, you don't <laughs> no, know, you just no. know D12. You don't know all of them. You might know a couple of them, but you don't know all of them. Yeah. And um, that's what we didn't want. So we're like, let's let's change it up. Let's right. let's start doing because we made solo music anyways. We did our own stuff anyways. I didn't. I was always a group guy. I was always like, yo, like trying to. I was always a motivator. I always kept the group together. I always kept everyone together. And then I decided, I was like, you know, I want to be my own artist now. I want to mm-hmm. be my own artist. I want, you know, let's, let's do this as a collective now. And um, that's what we've been up to. Uh, all, all, it's me, Two C's, and my brother, Sire. Um, we all have our own stuff. We have our own videos. We have our own music, you know. And we all kick it together. And we all still under the same umbrella, you know. Yeah. But um, we're just doing it just... And it's, it's better like that because... You can branch out faster yeah. like that. You know, one goes this way, one goes that way, one goes this way, but the message is still the same. Yeah. So, I mean, that's the thing though. Like throughout history, whether it's like rock or rap, like all the groups, they don't they break. And the thing is, yeah. they break up because everyone has their own vision. Exactly. You I mean, my, I followed Odd Future like crazy when I was in high okay. school. Yeah. And so Frank Ocean did his own thing. Yeah. And Haji Beats did his yeah. own thing. Earl Sweatshirt had his own thing. Yeah. And of course, Tyler, the kind of the main ringleader, he had his own thing. They all. Eventually broke up, you know. Yeah. What I mean? But like for those two, did two they break years, up? did they break up? Cause yeah, they officially broke up. I want to say in twenty eighteen or twenty twenty early, like early early twenty eighteen or yeah. late twenty seventeen. Oh, okay. They like officially made a post and talked yeah, about it's it. Over. It's over. But you know they're all still cool, like you said. Yeah, they're all yeah, still yeah. cool. They all still kick it. Yeah, yeah. It's just 
there's no point of keeping it together because yeah, they're yeah. all on different paths. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And uh, you know what? I think that's. But does that does that suck? Like, is because yeah. I was in a big. Uh, me personally, I was in a big. I liked I liked um the song with Tyler and and uh, was Tyler and Frank the the she song. Oh, that yeah, song was hard. Yeah. Um, I liked a couple of their stuff. Uh, Oldie was dope. Yeah, Oldie but I was, was in dope. like. Like I know people that are big Odd Future fans. Like, mm-hmm. they, like that's all they listen to us. Yeah. And, and when they were in a freshman, it's like was a freshman. And they're like freshmen in high school. I think I was a s- junior. I think yeah, like junior in high school. So we're about the same age because I was a junior senior when they really started. Like, yeah. Okay. Started people like started you know it was all on YouTube you know yeah like, looking up their yeah stuff you know what I yeah when when I would come home from school I would watch I would watch that video with yeah. him and Frank because at the time it wasn't. See, because we're from the Kendrick, J. Cole, yeah. Tyler, Odd Future era. Like early, yeah. Yeah, we're from that era. And like, too. yeah, YG, like we caught all them, you know? Nowadays, it's like, it's different. Nowadays, mm-hmm. you know, you have, you have what, the Y and Mellies, you have the the Liatis, you know? It's it's a whole different, mm-hmm. you know? It's a whole different. Uh, and, I, and I feel like now it's easier for like these younger artists, they can get on like Apple and Spotify yeah. and like these major streaming yeah. uh, services easier where like yeah. Kendrick and them. All their early stuff, like yeah. it wasn't on Apple. Yeah, yeah. You couldn't buy it on. So you had to like. I remember having an MP3 downloader from YouTube, right? Yeah. And it was just like a link, and then you just copy the link from YouTube. I seen put it in, and I then saw Dollar Sign. I seen Dollar Sign before he blew up. Mm-hmm. We were. He was at the Moose Lodge. Mm-hmm. He actually, oh yeah, yeah. This was. He's from LA too, right? Yeah, he did. It was. It was Dollar Sign, and um, he had some other. He had some other uh, crews. He had another crew with him, but. Yeah, I seen him perform. I seen him before he was there, and this was this is when he, he there was a song called um, he did with G Malone. Uh, I give you that good, yeah. and this was before that, and I seen him there performing, and then like a year later that song came out. I give you that good, yeah. You know what song I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That song and um, that was crazy. I thought that was that was wild. Mm-hmm. I've never seen that before, and that's what I was talking about. Seeing artists, you know, in the in the beginning stages. Yeah, that's why I don't I don't miss out. I I go to I like nowadays. Before when I was like in the group thing, I was um I would battle rap on the side. I okay. started off battle rapping. Yeah, and um just to you know getting my skills up. Like mm-hmm. when in high school, high school I was battle rapping because everybody. I went to Cal High. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, and, uh, I'm just I'm going back. I'm just, yeah, I'm yeah. Going, going back. Um, well, I went to Pioneer, went to Pioneer High School, with your freshman. I got kicked out my senior year, no, my senior, my sophomore year, mm-hmm. and then my sophomore year I went to Cal High, and um, Pioneer High School. They didn't. Um, it was a smaller high school, and um, everyone was too cool. Oh, okay. At that at that school, everyone was too cool. Everyone was just. It was a like it was a kind of school for like troublemakers. I don't know about now. Yeah. But like you know, a lot of kids that got in trouble went to that school. What's you know? the? Because I'm not familiar with Whittier, but like, what's the demographic like? Is it like mostly Hispanics, whites, mixed, um, Asian? So Cal High, California High is mixed. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of like white people and a lot of uh, Hispanics. Um, Santa Fe Springs is mixed with Hispanics, black. Let me see. Uh, Whittier High School is. I. You know what? I think Whittier High School. I'm not because I never went there. But um, um, Hispanic. It should be his. I think it's Hispanic white. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Pioneers is all Mexican. Okay. So all Hispanics. All Hispanics. Um. There's another. From no, I'm not missing any other schools. Oh, Lucerna is all all white. 
Oh, okay. Chile's all white because that's like up in the hills. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. That there are. It's there's Hispanics there too, but it's like mostly like rich. That's where all the rich kids went. Yeah, makes sense. Um. So my sophomore year, so uh, Cal High, everybody was about to rap. Everybody was like, you find ciphers all over the place. So. Yeah. And I was already, you know, I was like, I wasn't like pro at it, but I was at a point where I was, I had more experience than these guys because I've been doing it since middle school, mm-hmm. you know, and I was recording in studios and stuff. So, and a lot of these guys and weren't, they were just like, they saw Lil Wayne on TV yeah. and just like, come in, I rap now too, you know, they even dressed like them. I rapped against a lot of skinny jean rappers, oh, okay. you know, and they would want to battle. Like, okay, Do you like cool. the new boys? Remember that? Yeah, thing? they were a lot of, I battled a lot of new boy rappers yeah, in, when I was in Cal, when I was in Cal High. That was a whole phase that I wish never happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, I was, that, that's, okay, so when I was Chola rapping, that's like, I was battle rapping at the same time, mm-hmm. like. I would make the cholo music music, but like I would battle rap, mm-hmm. you know, just because I I know how to rap and like I wasn't into that like that. I just did it because I was like I said I was trying to get signed, but yeah, I what's, was like what's our good what are good examples of like cholo rap artists? Because like I, I can only think of down yeah that one song lean like a cholo. <laughs> no, um, so there is um, let me see. There was uh, at the time that was popular. There was a crew called. Um, there was a crew called High Power Soldiers with Capone and like there was a rapper named Mr. Capone, Mr. Criminal, and um they were getting they were like the first I I don't know if they were no maybe not the first but they at at our time they were the only in our era they were the ones that were actually getting on the radio mm-hmm. getting radio play with Nate Dog and you know they were okay. yeah they were getting radio play and um them and then there was another crew called Charlie Rowe that um that were um popular at the time too but they were more local they were like kind of more local mm-hmm. like in our city one of one of their one of their main artists were from our city okay so we're just like yo like let's try to get you know like yeah. we were because you know every all the kids were listening to him all the kids like us mm-hmm. were listening to him and like this was during that type of era you know yeah. so it was like there was really no you know there's really no like people that were rapping rapping you know and like that was our alternative, yeah. you know. Um, so yeah, I would I would battle, and um, from there, um, I'm gonna fast forward. Yeah, feel free, man. I'm gonna fast forward to um, what was I was at? Okay, doing shows. From doing the shows, um, doing all the shows, we stopped. So we stopped doing the shows, and um, we took more into the studio and just making music. Mm-hmm. And then we decided, okay, well, let's start doing, let's start doing, we'll keep it us under the same umbrella, but let's just start doing our own stuff, you know? And, um, we've been, uh, we've been, yeah, that's like, and then till from then on till now, it's like, now I'm like, yo, well, I'm gonna start doing my run, you know? I've always been, I've always been my brother's, my brother's always been, um, Sire, my brother's Sire, he's always been, he's excelled talent-wise, like, yeah. like, he's like like faster than me I mean as like live performing okay. even, even like even just getting the songs to be like okay yeah it's ready to go I've always been his hype man so I've been I was hype, I was his hype man for about two two three years now I'm like okay well, let me let me start doing my thing mm-hmm. you know even now and like once in a while I'll do I'll you know I'll be his hype man once in a while but um we've always I've always been like his like motivator I've always been motivating him uh, 
hyping him, you know, being his hype man, you know, just being on him, you know? Yeah. And um, I've always been behind the scenes just making my stuff. And then recently, uh, was it the beginning? Was it the beginning of this year? I think, yeah, the beginning of this year, I made, I started working on my projects, mm-hmm. my mixtapes. Um, I did, I did two projects in one month, 40 songs mm-hmm. in total. I did 40 songs in total. And um, I had 40 songs, so I decided, well, you know, I'm not going to put them all in one. I'll just put 20 on this one and 20 on that one. So, yeah. So um, I did, yeah. I, I made up with that. So I made So me, Lalo, um, we're, uh, we're all from, Lalo is my engineer. Mm-hmm. Um, we're, we all, when we all started the group stuff, mm-hmm. we, when we started a new generation, new gen, we were, um, he had a crew. He had, he was rapping too. He was rapping. He was from a crew called uh, Forever Dedicated. We all came up like basically at the same time. We all came up at the same time, just doing the same thing, just coming up, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, so he had a studio. I didn't like. I knew he was recording, but I didn't know where. But like, so before I did the project, I was just studio shopping. Mm-hmm. For a minute, I was studio shopping, and um, my brother told me, "Yo, Lalo just opened up his studio right here in Santa Ana." So I check it out. So I, you know, pulled up, got the first song in. I liked the way it sounded. It sounded really good. And usually, like a lot of studios, there's just a guy that just presses a button. Yeah. You know, like no, he's actually like, you should say this or like, do that again. Go back and do that again. You know, okay. like this. He wasn't just pressing a button. So like a legit engineer. He was legit, yeah. legit, yeah. and it sounded good. Like he made me sound really good. <laughs> Most studios I was in, that's that's what that's what kept me behind the scenes a lot was because I was working in the studios I was working in the songs weren't coming out right it yeah. didn't sound right I didn't like the way they were coming out so I was just like fuck and that was just studio shot I'm just like going around and then I found him I was like yo he's making me sound really good it's like cool so from there did the second one and then I would just go in almost every day just go in every day and just knock a song out like you ask him I get I cause I'm like I just when it comes to that like the process of my recording Fast, mm-hmm. fast. Go in there, boom, 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 out, boom, boom, out. Next one, boom, boom, next one. We get it all mixed down after. Mm-hmm. Let's just get the songs recorded. Let's get the skeleton. Okay, let's yeah, get the yeah. idea down, boom, boom, mm-hmm. and then we jump back into it after. Yeah. But let's just get all these songs in, and then after we get all the songs in, we'll I'll come in on a separate day, and we'll just listen to everything, and we'll be like, okay, well, this is what this needs, this is what yeah. this needs, and then we just do it right then and there. I never um, before I used to take. And, and this was like my process was before I would just I would take I would take weeks on a song on one song I would take weeks uh, it, I was I was in a you know what people say perfectionist uh, perfectionist yeah okay I don't like that okay anymore no at the time I used to use that because it's an excuse yeah there's no such thing you yeah, know? no such thing as perfect. And yeah. and 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 if if you want to go there, perfect, it, it's subjective. Yeah, you know, exactly. the person who made this, you went, oh, it's perfect. But the person that made that was like, oh, I could have this better. Oh, yeah, exactly. This better. You know, so it's like you know, and I didn't know that at first. At first, I was just like, no, nah, you know, it's not perfect. It's not. I, I was comparing. I used to compare oh, okay. a lot. I used to compare my stuff to other people's stuff. Mm-hmm. If it didn't sound like that. Or it didn't sound like this, then it's trash. Mm. But I have my own sound, mm-hmm. and that's that's where people and and I just want to tell artists. Just I'm gonna say this: 
no one talks about this, but a lot of artists compare themselves. Yeah. They try to sound like this person or that person. If it doesn't sound like that, then they think automatically it's whack. Yeah. And it's not. It's like the one. The problem is you're trying to sound like that, or yeah. you're trying to compare your sound to that. And it's like no, like do the song, put it out. I mean, you know, if you look, look, I'm not saying like do it and then like put out crap no make sure like look look it, it, it shouldn't take you more than two three weeks on a song it mm-hmm. shouldn't even take like to be honest it should take you one whole day yeah to get a song on you know don't get me wrong I do believe in you know like just working on stuff and like I believe in you know just like putting a little more time on certain things that's cool but don't go crazy over it don't mm-hmm. lose your mind over it cause I mean I, I like I said it before like Perfection is it's it's subjective. Yeah. What you might not think is cool, the other person might think it's the greatest stuff ever. Mm-hmm. Um, Method Man from Wu Tang, his he um, he did a song called Method Man. It went platinum. Yeah. He hates that song. <laughs> he hates that song. Yeah. So it's like, how? I yeah. mean, well, if, it's even like YG tooted and Buddha. He he goes he on the hated, record and yeah. hates that song. He hates too. that song, but it went platinum. Yeah. So if it went platinum, that means people love it. So it's like, put the music out. Put yeah. the music out. No excuses. If you're an artist, stop with the excuses and not putting music out because you're not ready. Like, no, like, just put it out and see what it does. Mm-hmm. And to top it off, okay, let's see, put it out. And it's not as good, let's say, but you keep doing that, keep doing it over and over again, and better, it gets better and better and better yeah. and better. I've seen, I've seen it. I've seen it all the time. Yeah. I've seen it happen. My first stuff, when I first started coming out, I was cholo rapping like this. It was trash. It was trash. I made a lie. Yeah. Now, that's the biggest thing, though, is like whether you're making like music or just doing whatever, like anything art wise, you got to yeah. find your own voice. Yeah. Because even that's even something I did with the podcast, too. I compared it to my favorite podcast, whether it was Joe Rogan or yeah. a No Jumper or like Bill Simmons. Like, I listened to all these different podcasts, and when I was starting my own, it's like, okay, I got to sound like this, that, and the other. But it's like, then you. Then you sound like fake, you know what I mean? People would yeah. tell me like, "Oh, you put your podcast voice on." It's like, yeah. "Fuck, what did they mean by that?" Yeah. yeah. So I had to like kind of, and I had some really good mentors and like people who talked to me, and they like, you know, try and just like make it more you, like you're just. Yeah. And so I, it took it's taken a while. I've done this for like a year and a half now, yeah. but like it took me a good like nine, ten months to find like my voice and how I want the podcast to flow versus like trying to, you know, sound like something so, I'm not. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you know exactly what I'm talking yeah, about when I say yeah. comparing to yeah, exactly, dude. It, you artists go crazy. Yeah, you know, um, I'm I'm not gonna say who, I'm not gonna say name no names, but I'll be in the studio, and um, and uh, my engineer will, you know, he'll, he'll tell me about these artists that are going through the same, thing, you know, mm-hmm. and they'll show me because out of out of all the artists he works with, because he works with a lot of artists, mm-hmm. I'm, I make more songs than. I got more songs than all most artists, mm-hmm. and um, he tells me that they they do that. They the reason they only have like four or five songs, and they'll be in there for like two years. Yeah, for only they only get four. Like they'll be in there for two years. They'll, they'll have you have artists longer than me, but only four or five songs. Whether me, I, I I've been in there. I was only I was in there for like about six months, and I had I had two mixtapes ready ready to go. Yeah. Had two tapes and um, he was like, "Yo, like," and I, and and I told, and he doesn't understand it. He didn't understand like why is they why they're weird like that. 
I said, because they're comparing themselves. You got to tell them. You got to stop comparing. You got to have that talk with them. Yeah. Because sometimes they don't even realize it. Uh-huh. I didn't realize it at first either. I would just think, oh, perfection it needs to be perfect. needs to be perfect. Yeah. Not thinking that that's a lie. You know, like mm-hmm. they got to understand like that's a lie that they're just telling themselves that. Yeah. You know, you need your process, you know, like you need to start off whack. So if you go back to, if you go back to uh, like Kendrick's first songs. Yeah. Like, I listen to his like. It don't sound like he does now. No, if you listen no, to no. Drake's old, old, don't sound like he does sound now. It sounds trash. It's like, you know, you're trash. But you keep doing it, keep doing it, keep doing it, get better mm-hmm. and better. That's that's what it is. And then the crazy thing is when you're up, they go back. Like me, how I did when I was like, yo, Kendrick's the dope. He's my favorite artist right now. Uh-huh. I went back on YouTube to listen to his first stuff. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, yo, that's crazy. Like, that's how you sounded? Like, yeah. Nah. Like you know, the over uh, over dedicate overly dedicated album mixtape before that yeah I listened to the ones before that there's uh-huh. some there's some demo shit that he has out there uh-huh. like on YouTube that's like what like you he sounded that was that was one that he sounded like he didn't sound good yeah I like, oh, like, this is whack as fuck but it's you appreciate it though. yeah and you appreciate it because it's like you can see the growth and I think that's what people like mm-hmm. they see the growth in in their favorite artists is like it's like growing up with them you yeah know? it's like it really is man. It's That's, like it's like watching so like it's like okay you're with a girl, and she shows you ba- her baby pictures. It's yeah. like oh that's cute you know yeah oh, wow. it's kind of like that. Yeah exactly and then they go through the middle school phase yeah the yeah, races, she, yeah. Or high school with yeah. like weird bangs and shit like that yeah and then you're like oh shit that's what you look like now like yeah you know like they say glow up but like it's you could have that in art too like musicians yeah. artists uh-huh. yeah but I I felt that way about like even like seeing Mac Miller I wasn't huge on Mac Miller when he first came out yeah but like. Like the Blue Slide Park, you know, when that came out, I was like, okay, this is pretty dope. Uh, And like Tyler the Creator, like I was early on him. You know, Casey Veggies, I was really early on him. Dom Kennedy, I was pretty early on. And like, you know, other people, and you see them kind of grow. Yeah. I'm forgetting another name, but there's like a lot of artists when they grow up. You kind of, it's like, it's kind of cool. Like you said, it's like watching a homie grow up. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's exactly my, my, um, like that, what you explain at the end of the day. That's what I'm. That's what I'm gonna do. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna. Um, I'm looking for talent. Mm-hmm. I'm looking for talent. Not like I'm not saying anything crazy right now, but before you know, before I'm, before I'm like yo, you know, like it's it's time to kick it. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm gonna do. I want to find talent and I want to be behind, be behind all these artists. Okay, know? so like Dre almost. I want to be like a Dre. Yeah. I want to be like a Jay Z, like a J you know, Cole. J- yeah, yeah, all these artists that find other artists and they just find talent. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what I'm doing right now. Um, I'm not doing. I'm not signing. I'm not saying I'm signing anybody. I'm not signing nobody right now. I'm just watching. Yeah, I'm just watching right now, and um, I'm getting. I'm uh, establishing relationships with these artists that I think they're like. You know, um, the reason why is because. I don't want to be, um, I don't want to just be a rapper, you know, I want to do, like, when I was watching, when I would watch documentaries, I would watch the documentaries on, like, the Motown. Yeah. And, like, you know, how, like, I thought that was really dope, like, this Barry Gordy, he had this whole community of artists that he would just have a studio and they would all, it was, like, it was basically because he used to work at a factory. Mm -hmm. And he him working at that factory was like he used that what he learned from the factory to his music that's why Motown has all these stars they got uh, Diana Ross um, 
Diana Ross, Stevie Wonder, Marvin Gaye. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the list goes, yeah, on. It goes on. And they just had a big old warehouse of just dope music. You know, mm-hmm. they were just constantly hits, constantly hits through Motown. Mm-hmm. He kept every, you know, and he kept his ear to the streets. He kept, he kept, he just watched these artists that are just young, coming out of high school. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm doing right now. I'm just, I'm watching, and when it's all said and done, I'll, I'll have, I'll have me some artists. Yeah, I'll have me some artists. But right now, the thing is, right now, I, since I make music too, um, I'm working. I'm just doing. I'm doing my my stuff. So I don't want to be like, if I start a label, if I really start a label, that means I have to. Yeah. I have to. I have to. Do, I'll have to do something. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, if I go platinum, if I do a platinum, or when I do a platinum song, then it's like, okay, let's start a label then, because mm-hmm. I, you know, because I did it, then, you know, I can make the next artist do it. Right. I just gotta find that artist. Mm-hmm. You know. So um, it's just work. It's, I'm just it's. I got a lot of work to do. Yeah, basically, course. I got a lot of work to do. But that's the plan. Mm-hmm. That's the plan. I just, I want to manifest it. I just want to put it out there. Yeah. And um, yeah. So speaking of work, you mentioned that you were only you got your mixtapes done in like two months. How long does it take you actually like to write out the lyrics, or do you even write off the lyrics, or do you just kind of like um, freestyle on beats? Some sometimes. Um, so what I do is I'll play the beat. This is my process. I play the beat, and I'll mumble it. I'll mm-hmm. mumble this whole song. Okay. I'll find a, a melody and I'll just mumble it. And this is not. I'm not even recording nothing. Mm-hmm. I'll just be sitting in my car listening to it, the beat or wherever I'm at, listen to it, and I'll just hear the beat. I just start mumbling. And then once I get that, once I catch the melody or the rhythm, then I'll start writing. I'll, okay. I'll, I'll, okay, I'm gonna say this. I'll say yeah. this. I'll say this. I'll write it down and then um, yeah then I'll get in the studio and just boom um, but I'll do that I'll sit I'll sit for hours and just listen to songs listen to beats and just like boom just get everything down boom boom get everything locked in my head I don't like to be reading it in the studio I like to have it already ready to okay. go prepared so I'm free yeah you no know, because when you're reading you could kind of tell when no, you're, yeah, when you're you reading can, you have a reading studio. voice yeah yeah so what I do is I um, I get it memorized and boom, you know. So I have four or five songs in my head already memorized, mm-hmm. and then boom, just go in there and just knock them out. Just go in there and take it. Yeah. So but do you pro- produce your own beats too, or who do you get to? No, I, I get my beats off different people. Okay. Just different people. Uh, sound clicks. I go on sound clicks. Um, you know, um, I do it a lot. I get them a lot online mm-hmm. because I don't know, like the dude that's online beats are not as good as the or or. The dude down the street is not as good as the dude online, right? You know, that lives in Germany or whatever, yeah. or lives in Japan. <laughs> Just messing you know? around, yeah. Yeah, so uh, I get a lot of my beats online, but I'm looking for a, right now. Currently, I'm looking for a producer I can just lock in with mm-hmm. right now. But I haven't found anybody yet. But you know, um, hopefully, I, I find I'll find somebody. That's somebody I can work with. Mm-hmm. But, um, so going back to your two tapes, I mean, how do you come up with the names? Because like when you first. When you first sent them to me, like both the names catch my attention. Yeah. Watching hentai on Snapchat, um, and, and then your other your mixtape. But tell me how you came up with the names of them and then just the artwork okay. too. Um, the first one uh, I was watching anime with Instagram models. Um, when I was a kid, when I was um, this was before me even jumping into music. This was I was just a fan. I was um, I was big into anime. I was really. Um, I'm from the Digimon. Pokemon okay. Yeah, era. yeah, me too. So I used to play Yu-Gi-Oh. I used to play all that. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I got the idea, the name from because I wanted to take it back to that. Well, is the my artist as an artist? I do um, entendres. You ever heard of entendres? Yeah. So uh, a lot of my music is entendres. I do a lot of. There's a lot of um, play on words. Play on words and different meanings. Okay. You know, so one it'll look as it'll look at it as like this, but it also means this and this and this. Mm -hmm. And that's that's the type of artist I am. Um, so the in general, watching anime with Instagram models, we're from the anime era. Like I am, I'm from the anime era slash Instagram model, like social media era. Yeah. So it's really a reflection of. Okay. It's a reflection of our times, basically. Yeah. Um. That and then I'm a fan, you know, yeah. I'm a fan of anime too. Well, not anymore as much as I used to be, but like, mm -hmm. you know, um, I did from that, and then um, just the sound, the sound of the project in general is it's really um, the sound of it's really cartoonish. Mm -hmm. like a lot of my a lot of the beats I use are like really cartoonish, and like you could like if you listen to it, you get it, you'll yeah. see. Um, but yeah, it's just a reflection of our times, um, and. It's funny. Mm -hmm. I like. I like. I'm really into comedy. Yeah. I'm really into comedy. Um. I tell jokes when I'm when I'm performing. When I'm on stage, I tell jokes. Yeah. So like, you know, and I have um. There's a story behind the the what the both projects mm -hmm. that um when I start when I get into filming, we do I do uh I do a lot of I do uh skits slash music video. Okay. Yeah. For my music videos, so. It all makes sense when when I when the videos come out when yeah. the videos come out it, you know for the project you, you'll get it more, but um yeah it's just reflections of our times. Mm -hmm. That's where I got um, the first one was watching anime with Instagram models. Um, I got I did that one and then the second one was watching hentai. It's just a, a sequel to yeah. the first one. So it's like before it was watching anime with Instagram models. Now it's watching hentai on Snapchat Premium. So it's like. It's like, um, if you see the covers, it's like, yo, well, like before, before I was watching it with, with the girls, mm -hmm. now I'm watching the thing on the phone, right. you know, it's a reflection of our times. We're now yeah. moving to now before it was Instagram. Now we're moving into Snapchat premium, you know, like it's okay. evolving social media. It's a social media thing. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, the, our times it's, 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 we're in a different change of times now, Yeah, you know? Before it, it was the first one was like it was innocent. It was like oh I'm a kid watching, you know. But now these girls are Instagram models now, you know. Like before they were just on magazines, mm -hmm. you know. Now it's just boom right there, and you yeah, know. Yeah, anyone can access it. Yeah, now and and what whether it's wrong or you know I don't I'm not I don't uh, I'm not gonna be like oh that's wrong or blah blah like like I'm you know it is what it is you know. Um, now girls got Snapchat premiums. You know? Yeah, and that it's another. It's an. It's once I put the videos out for the for the project, you it it'll make more sense. You'll okay. get it. You'll get it. There you go. I mean, you were talking about Yu-Gi-Oh and stuff, man. I just found out recently. Like, I think I saw it on like Twitter or Instagram, one of those like social media sites. Someone dug up their old Yu-Gi-Oh set, and it was like the original. Okay. Like the original one, yeah. and they they sold like a full deck for like over like ten grand. It's like no way. And yeah. I just happened. To, I work at an after-school program in Garden okay. Grove, and I like that. And one of the co one of my coworkers, he's big into Yu-Gi-Oh, and he still yeah. plays. Okay. And I I have a deck of Yu-Gi-Oh and Pokemon cards just been sitting under my bed collecting really? dust. Yeah. Oh wow. So I showed him my Yu-Gi-Oh deck, and I was like, Hey man, like you know, can we get some of this? Like like yeah, you want some of this? Yeah. Like I don't I don't want um I don't want them anymore. Yeah. You know? My Pokemon cards, I was more into Pokemon, so I had to keep those. Okay. I, I'll never get rid of those. But um, 
my Yu-Gi-Oh cards I sold it to them for you know like, it was like 20 bucks but like still like I was like okay at least I made a profit out of them yeah because they were just sitting under my bed and like yeah. it's cool to know that like that stuff is still like popular with the kids now and is it really is it is yeah. Yu-Gi-Oh Yu-Gi-Oh people, are kids people I mean obviously it's a different generation of Yu-Gi-Oh they okay. got like more monsters and different cards and okay I know the show continued for a couple more seasons I know okay. Pokemon still goes they've been going yeah. for a long time yeah 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 yeah. Um, but like the first two, three generations of Pokemon, I was all in, and that's why I couldn't like get rid of them. I was more, uh, but I was more, I was more in the Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah. I was more. In the, I, I had Pokemon cards, but I just had them just to have them. But Yu-Gi-Oh was like, I used to go to the tournaments. Oh yeah. I, in the malls, they used to have the tournaments at the malls at Tomb was it Tomb World or Tomb something? Yeah. They used to have these tournaments. I used to go with my cousin because my cousin was like really good. Yeah. I sucked, but <laughs> my cousin was like really good, and I used to go to the yeah. I used to. There was this one time. I um, they used to have these called the booster booster decks or yeah, booster yeah. packs, and I bought a I got a booster pack, and I ended up getting like a, a fifty dollar uh, it was a it was a holographic, uh, holographic, uh, summon skull, dragon. I don't know. It was like some it was some uh rare. Yeah. It was really rare. And um, it was like worth fifty bucks. It was crazy. So, <laughs> I'm gonna tell you this story. They, um, I was going, I was in, uh, I was going to school in Linwood. I was living in Linwood at the time. I didn't grow up in just, just a background. I didn't grow up in Whittier. Like, I I, I went to, I grew up everywhere in Los Angeles. Like, I was always moving around. I was that kid that was always a new kid in school. Okay. Um, but, um, but going back to that time, um, I was going to school in Linwood. I went to Agnes Elementary School and this was like, like, this is like, this is in the ghetto. Uh-huh. This is in the ghetto, and like, like this is when I really like, like saw that, that like really, because un- I didn't know, I didn't, I was a kid, I didn't know, but there's like ghetto, like I like I tell my nephew now, like, hey, don't take that to school. The ghetto kids are gonna jack you. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, like I went, so I all right, so I'm telling you this, so I go and I'm showing all the kids, oh, all shit. the kids in school, and like there was this one kid. He was like, let me see it again. And I showed him and he grabbed it and ran. No. And I didn't know what to do. I was like, what the heck? Yeah. So I told one of my friends and he was like, there was, I I was friends with this kid that was like, um, you know, the kids, the older kids that like supposed to be. Oh, they got held back. Not held back, but like in classes, Mm -hmm. certain classes, they have to go to like the. Like, oh okay they're like slower in certain subjects yeah so okay. they have to go to like the the class with the, the younger kids yeah so um there was this kid that was like he was a I, what I was like in uh, I was like fourth grade I think I was no no I think it was third grade or second mm-hmm. third or second grade and um he was like he was a like he was about to go to high school no 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 he was about to go to middle school he was oh, fifth grade okay, okay. he was an older kid yeah big kid he was big too and I was like real good friends with him and I told him what happened he was like, he goes, oh, he's like, you got jacked? I was like, what's that? I was like, what's jacked? He's like, they took your thing, bro. I was, he's like, we're going to get your car back. Don't trip. Yeah. I guess he, had, he was a little more, you know, like he, like he gave me this talk. Yeah. That day he gave me this talk. He's like, don't ever like, cause I didn't understand. I didn't like. Yeah. You're still an innocent kid. I was an innocent kid. And like that kid just dragged, jacked me. Like I was like. What I, Loki? Loki wanted to cry, Loki. Yeah, but um, I I didn't. I was embarrassed to cry in front of the kids in school. So yeah, of course. So um, I would, I told him what happened. He was and we're in class. He's like, we're gonna get your card back. Don't worry. He got my card back. He got and he did. He's like, but I, he's like, follow me though. He's like, follow me. I'm gonna um, 
following me. He's like, this is what you do. Mm-hmm. He pressed the little kid and he got my card back. <laughs> he got my card back and he, and he gave it to me and he was like, don't ever, you know, like, this is what you do next time somebody does that. Mm-hmm. You know, he's like, watch out for some of these kids. You know, some of these kids aren't raised right. Yeah. And that's when I learned, I was like, okay, yeah, you know. Yeah. And, um, yeah, that was, that was like, a, that funny, was, man. yeah, that was, that was crazy. And then, um, the second project, the way I, I actually, um, I had, um, I had, oh, the first one was just all me. Yeah, no Why features? I, I had no, maybe one, maybe one feature from my brother. Second one, I had more features, but the features were from like my people from my, my umbrella, from my camp. Mm-hmm. After that one, um, I'm currently working on a, a project with just on my camp. I got that one. I have another a project I'm working on with with an artist that I that I'm really into. Um, and then as and then for myself, I have my own project that that I'm doing that's away from the because I'm the the two projects that I put they're mixtapes. They're just mixtapes, and um, I want to do a serious album where yeah. I get really personal, like really talk about who I am. Mm-hmm. The, the 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 two mixtapes are like I said, just reflections of like of our times. Yeah. I just wanted more creative, a more creative side of me. Mm-hmm. Um, this project is gonna be more personal. Okay. On, as as an artist, like who am I? Yeah. Know, as, as that part, and that's why I'm saying I'm looking for a producer because I want to make it, I want to make a certain have a certain sound to it. You mm-hmm. know, instead of just all different. If you listen to the projects, the two projects, they all have. Um, every song, every song is different. Mm-hmm. It's a different vibe. Every song yeah, that's right. Different, whole different. You know, it's just every song is a different. You know, yeah. so um, this one I want to make it all just just all flow together. Mm-hmm. That's what I liked about watching Hentai on Snapchat. Okay, um, Premium. There's a song Iggy, right? Okay. Um, so I really related to that song because there's a there's a part, and I might be getting it wrong, like the exact lyrics, but you okay. say like your parents just kind of want to show you off to your friends. Yeah. And even like the hook is like your problems don't matter. Everybody has them. Yeah. I've kind of felt that pressure from my parents. You know, yeah. my parents will. Now that I'm older, they're kind of like, okay, like, you know, and then I tell them the different things that I want to get into. They're kind of like understanding about my ventures and they're a little bit more understanding from when I was younger though. But yeah. when I was younger, they put a lot of pressure on me to be like, they had an idea of what they wanted me to be basically. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so when I didn't want to be that mold, they, they kind of like panicked and they're like, yeah. you know what I mean? And you could see it like they wanted me to like go to college and yeah. I ended up going to college and finishing it but I you know I found like my own job and my own yeah. career path that you I know, wanted to our, do our kids will be the ones so like our parents when we came up mm-hmm. our parents were like go to college and like stick to the stick to the formula yeah the curricular yeah our kids will be different our kids will be oh, like, for sure like no like either because there's so many outlets now yeah. yeah yeah there's a lot of outlets um that song Iggy um when I wrote that one, um, so this I'm gonna go back to even just my name, you know, no shame. I, when I was a battle rapper, um, I was shameless, and I changed it to no shame, um, just because it's shorter and just yeah. wanted to move more 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 marketable, more marketable. Um, my my message in in general is whatever you're into, you know, you're you're gonna get a lot of like we're in a, <clears throat> we're, our society is like. You you do what we do. Anything that's outside of what we do, mm-hmm. 
it's like looked down on yeah especially when you're just coming up you know especially yeah. when like even right like you know like how you said like having to do the podcast and just you know kind of like looked at it's like oh you know yeah and, and and like from your parents from your friends your peers haters whatever it makes people insecure yeah i see it a lot with a lot of artists i see it with a lot of people even even uh even athletes even athletes like some athletes some athletes don't even like the fact that they do like they don't love some athletes are really good they're just naturally good mm -hmm. but they don't like they don't actually like playing football like that's not what they want to do like i know athletes that are really good at basketball but they're not in love with it like yeah they're just happen to be good because you know they were just born like that you know yeah and they really want to do something else but since they're good at this everyone's telling them to do this so they're just doing that my my message is whatever you're into don't have no shame at all mm -hmm. with whatever you're into you know it, it i don't i get sometimes people get them getting misconstrued that all oh, that no shame all that i don't give a fuck about like it, it's like okay. ignorant you know yeah. like a more ignorant person no like i do have a message and yeah don't get me wrong um I'm human, so there is a good side and there's an ignorant side to me, you know? So, yeah, like, there there are times in my music where I'm going to talk about, you know, the ignorant side. Mm -hmm. My artistry, like, as an, as how I create, um, like I said, everybody has two sides to them. They got a good side and a bad side. Yeah. So, the way I look at it is, okay, if I'm, if I'm going to make songs, I'm going to have a side B and I have a side A. The side A, I'm going to be ignorant and just, like, be catchy <laughs> and just be fun. Yeah. Side B is gonna tell them the Iggy's. That's where the Iggy's are gonna come from. Okay. The Digitals. I have a song called Digital where I talk about, you know, more. It's more substance than than the actual side A's. Yeah. And um, I feel like um, as as my my message puts in message in general is just have no shame whatever you're into and just do it. You know, um, we got one life. We got yeah. one life, and and let's let's make it the best. You know. Yeah. And let's stop worrying about what people have to say or. Because that's what the thing is. Like mm -hmm. a lot of times, a lot of times, the reason why some people, the way certain things turn out, is because of insecurities. Yeah. You know, they don't. You ever see somebody with, um, you know, you see somebody in something, but they don't believe it, mm -hmm. and it's just like you're, wasting, you're just wasting your life. You know, you're wasting time. Yeah. I tell people, I tell people all the time. I said like, yo, like, you're just in the way. If you're if you're not if you're not contributing any to anything, and you're just like. You're just kind of like a pawn. You're a pawn, and you're in the way. Yeah. LA, we're overpopulating over here in LA. Traffic is crazy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, what are you doing? Mm -hmm. You know, what do you like? Are you just another? You're just another uh, car. Are you just yeah. another car on the freeway? Yeah. Or are you gonna be something? Are you gonna do something? You know? Right. And 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 it go and I wrote that song because a lot of it goes down to the way they were raised. You know, a lot of a lot. A lot a lot of it comes from the way these kids are raised by their parents. A lot of, a lot of times, the parents fuck their kids up. Yeah, like that's real, you know. I was um, I was dating this girl, and um, she uh, she had like she had the look. She has the look like she could be a star. Okay. But the way her parents raised her, she don't she don't believe in that. Yeah. She don't she she wants to be with losers. She wants to hang out with losers and do loser shit. You mm -hmm. know, because her parents that's her parents are. Mm-hmm. And it's just you know don't no they don't no self esteem don't believe in yourself you know mm -hmm. it's because she carries a shame mm -hmm. she she feels she feels shameful for what for trying to get out of the get out of the norm right you know trying to break out so um, 
that's the cool thing though. Like you said that this upcoming generation when we have kids or our friends have kids and that kind of stuff, I think we're going to see a little bit more progressiveness because just to think about it, like society in, in, in general, yeah. up until the fifties, I mean, we were still very like cookie cutter, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like there wasn't a lot of stuff and then yeah. slowly like rock and roll got big yeah. and just like different changes of thoughts. You know what I yeah. mean? Like then we had the civil rights movement in the sixties, marijuana and LSDs yeah. got really big too. Yeah. We had the hippie movement and like counterculture society through the 70s or with women's suffrage and, and yeah. like there you mean like but it's just been like decade by decade there's something new advancing and i think like for me at least i know like in my family my, my parents came here from mexico so i'm first generation and so they had okay. like you're gonna go to college and work for the county or state or something yeah, you know, get yeah, that yeah. good job with good yeah. benefits and it just never sounded appealing to me yeah and i know that's like a big problem too for like a lot of like, like in a latino household yeah just Mexican households or, you know, Colombian or it doesn't matter. Their well, in, in general, in, yeah. in, in general, mm-hmm. you know, like you, you, a lot of kids growing up and their parents already have their life, their yeah. life, you know, set for them. Like, this is what you're going to do. Yeah. And that's, no, like yeah. a lot of, and you know what the crazy thing, it happens a lot where the parent, the kids will do what the parents wanted them to be, mm-hmm. you know, and it works out short term, but in the long term, it doesn't. Mm-hmm. It doesn't work out because you you just lived your life safe. Yeah. You're just like you didn't take that risk, and you're always gonna wonder like, yo, like, what if I would have took that risk? Like, mm-hmm. My friend took that risk, and look at him, like he looks happy. You know, he's doing. Now I'm right here doing what my parents want to do, and it's just like, fuck. Yeah. You know? I didn't live my life the way I wanted. I lived it under there. Yeah. And that that's something I noticed a lot from like at least the cats I went to high school with. Yeah. Uh, I went to Villa Park High School, which is down the road, but. Uh, Villa Park in the city of Orange is pretty, like, it's a suburb, you know? Like, you, you drive down, it's pretty nice. It's it's a suburb, whatever, to Santa Ana or to Anaheim. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of the kids and a lot of a lot of people I still kick it with from high school, they have, like, a different goal or, like, they have something they want to pursue, whether they make beats or they're artists or they, they do different things, right? Yeah. They want to podcast. But you can see from their parents, too, like, they push them to do different, like, nine-to-five jobs. Yeah, and so I know a lot. I have a lot of homies that do both, right? Yeah. Like the guy who makes all the instrumentals for my podcast. Yeah, you know he was working different nine to five jobs because kind of parents put that pressure on him. Yeah. And, but yeah. I know he really loves making beats, and if he yeah. could, he'd do that. Like a just profession. do that full time. Yeah, yeah, and he he tries, but it's even me. You know, like I, I don't have a full time job, but I have a couple different part time jobs. Yeah. And it's hard to kind of like balance both when you're putting a lot of energy yeah. into like making money, yeah. but then also money to the passion, like yeah. whether it's making beats or podcasts. Yeah. It's tough, you know, tough um, to juggle both. Um, it happens, uh, you know what, but Prince was a janitor before, yeah. you know what I'm saying? You, it's it's the like that's the beginning of the process. Mm-hmm. That's just, it's whatever it is, as I tell people, whatever it is, if you have to get a job, because you have to make money. Yeah, exactly. You have to make money. You got to do what you got to do. You can't like... You can't, I mean, you can, but me, depending on your situation, some people can't. Like, if you got bills, you got rent, you can't just do, this is long term. Mm -hmm. You know, whatever whatever your dream is, it's long term. So, don't try to go, don't try to do, I'm going to, oh, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this full time, but short term, it fucks you up. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? You you will go homeless because you're trying to do this. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, like get a job the job is short term Mm -hmm. you know pay for it just for now until you know you work your craft until you build until you don't need it anymore Mm -hmm. you know Um, and and a lot of artists I don't want to get a job but they're homeless a lot of them a lot of artists that I knew went homeless 
just they're getting evicted their cars getting like it's, it's bad yeah for a lot of them they don't want to get jobs it's yeah. like yo <laughs> you gotta find a way you got you know what i'm saying and, and to top it off there's nothing wrong with working like what's wrong with that like contribute mm-hmm. pay your tax contribute <laughs> i contribute to society like yeah and and not even that but you want to you don't want to just you want to be you ever heard that saying you want to start off as a worker and to become the boss yeah there, there was a time yeah being a worker and then becoming a boss you want to create those you want getting a job and stuff will create that mentality discipline and stuff like yeah, that yeah the discipline getting up and like you know a lot and a lot of times too uh, you're gonna have to treat it when you're gonna have to treat that business as a job you know uh, like podcast you're gonna have to look at it as a job one day mm-hmm. you're gonna have to get up at certain times yeah you know you're gonna have to do certain things that's like oh, I don't wanna do it but you're gonna have to do it you know yeah so you need to create that discipline with you know getting a job and you know even connections you might meet people you meet people just in general you want to put in work you want to just get up and do something yeah. you know you want to get up and do something and if it has not, and if it's not what, what you're aligned with if it's going to pay your bills it's going to you know if it's going to yeah. do that do it you have to do it mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong with it you know um, like I said Prince had a, Prince was a janitor yeah, Karras one was a janitor before you know a lot, a lot of people had had their um, their process everyone mm-hmm. had their process um, I just I t- I I tell artists look get it you know like I know you're dope I know you think you're really dope I get it and I and to be honest in a weird in a way I kind of respect that that leap of faith like I'm gonna go all in yeah and just like I respect that but a lot of times it doesn't work out yeah and of it's course. like you know I see a lot of artists break down mm-hmm. they break down the you know and it's just it goes it turns left and it's like. It's it, you know it's it's part of their um, the learning. Process. It's part of their story, mm-hmm. you know. It's part of their story, so it, a lot of things have to happen. Yeah, that has, maybe you'll learn. You yeah, know? but um, yeah, I um, yeah, I I think the process. That's what it is. The process is like, that's what I'm like. That's where that's where the glory comes from. Mm-hmm. A lot of a lot of kings were slaves at one time. Yeah, you know, there's there's a couple there's a, I don't know. I don't know exactly who. Um, I have to. I have to double check. But, but even looking like Harriet Tubman, you know what I mean? Yeah. She was once a slave, and look what she was able to do. Yeah. But, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's different times, and I'm not comparing it to like the local or the new rappers now. But I'm just saying, like, everyone has a beginning. And, yeah. And that's something I even noticed because, like, recently I've been going to a lot more comedy shows. Okay. And comic comedians, they have a struggle too of their own. That's like a job where a lot of people flock into LA and Hollywood yeah. thinking like, oh, I'm just going to be a stand-up comedian right away. Yeah. Make it big like Chris Rock or make it big like Kevin Hart. Yeah. You know what I mean? And next thing you know, like, I feel like a lot of the comedian stories when you go to comedy shows, they're, especially the openers, right? Not the, yeah. the main line, the headliner. Yeah. All the openers are just like, yeah, like they're constantly making fun of like the shitty times when they were like sleeping yeah. in yeah. their cars and they yeah. were homeless and like, you know, they were writing jokes like after, you know, their 12 hour shifts, busing or like, they were, yeah. I mean, they started off waiter, waitressing or waitering yeah. when they came to LA to be a comedian right away. But it just, like you said, it's part of the story. And it's sometimes story. being down in the dirt 
it, it makes you it, it makes you hungry and it makes your story better too yeah because once you get there once you get to that point mm-hmm. you're gonna be like there'll be people that are like yo i remember you were swimming in the car like what <laughs> yeah. you know and it's it just it makes you like appreciate that person even more mm-hmm. because of that because yeah. it's like yo this guy ain't fake yeah this guy's real just like he was just like me or he he had a it's humbling mm-hmm. it's humbling you know but um yeah there's uh comedians um i've been uh i saw i do a comedy like when i perform okay. i do i do a slash stand up slash perform uh, uh performance mm-hmm. i'm trying to uh i'm not trying to be a comedian or nothing but i watch comedians and um i'm really into comedy I'm really into comedy and um Trying to add that, I was like, I always thought like, yo, trying to add like something different to your your stage presence, your stage performance, mm-hmm. you know, adding jokes, doing jokes, and and rapping at the same time, you know, like that would be pretty tight, you know, like when I do it, people would tell me like, yo, like that's funny, yeah, I like like it, they're like, yo, I love it when you do that, cause you're not just going up there rapping, like you're making me laugh, and then you just start rapping, it's like yeah. oh, okay, you know, you put on a show, mm-hmm. and um, it's getting better and better. It's getting better, better. I just, I just started doing it. I just, mm-hmm. I literally just started doing my my solo, my solo run, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's and it's um, it's a process, man. It's a process, just like we were talking about. It's a process. Um, I'm uh, I plan on doing um, I plan on doing more shows. More shows now. Um, I want to just get connected with other artists. I want to just establish relationships. Um. And I go and support a lot of artists too. Like I'll be at other artist shows too, just to, mm-hmm. like I said, I like I said, I'm I'm just watching for talent. I'm looking for talent, and I'm just I'm gonna, I'm just trying to be in the circuit. That's yeah, it. I'm just trying to be in the circuit and get inspired too, because it inspires me when I when I go see artists that I like, local artists that I like, it inspires me. Yeah. And um, yeah, just get, getting creative, man, and just like getting creative and just keeping that energy around me. That's what you want to do. You always want to keep that energy around you. Just like you, you're when your podcast, you you um, interview a lot of um, a lot of athletes. Yeah, you're in the circuit. You yeah. know a lot of like the up and coming dudes that are in high school mm-hmm. that are probably be going to college, and then yeah. from college they'll be going to you know the NFL. Mm-hmm. You see anybody right now that's like you gonna be in the NFL? Uh, maybe there was one. There was one game I did this year because uh, I broadcast for like some local high school football, okay. and it was La Habra okay. versus uh, Fullerton High School. Okay, and La Habra, La Habra, if you don't know high school football, they're they go back. They have a good. Coach. Are they the, the best? They're not the best. Well, they're the best at like the division they're at. They okay. have a lot of history. They won a okay. lot of CIF championships and. Okay. Uh, the coach Mazota is just like a legendary coach. He's been there twenty plus years, and he's put out guys that have gone to the NFL and, and played significant games and significant roles. There was one. Uh, his name was Clark Phillips the third. Just you know, black long cornerback, already six one. And when I was talking to his coach before the games, because before games we get a chance to like talk to the guys and stuff. Yeah. But he was telling me that, like, in the off-seasons, he trains with already, like, NFL wide receivers, with college wide receivers. He, he has, like, a good family background where, like, they knew people who to train with. So he's already training with NFL dudes. And I was like, damn, like, that kid's going to make it to the pros. He already yeah. committed. I think he has a – I want to say it was either Michigan State or Michigan. So one of those two big Michigan schools. But, like, that was probably one of the best kids I've seen this year. And even with my internship at junior college, you see kids that will maybe not make it to the pros, but they'll – get really good enough to go to good colleges yeah um good big time colleges and so it's cool like it's cool to see like you said the up and up yeah next players yeah, yeah. and you can like you can see it yeah you most definitely can see it like yo dude, that's that 
he's gonna be something. Like, yeah, he's gonna be. And then, and then the people talking, you know, the people that talk to me, like, yo, this is the guy, this mm-hmm. guy, you know, like that's crazy. What's what's your favorite team? Who's your for co- football, yeah. college football? I like the Carolina Panthers. Okay, yeah. Carolina, my uncle's a Carolina Panther fan. There you go, big time. Um, <laughs> Probably one of the two in California. Why? Why? Cal- why Carolina? Colors? Nah. So when I grew up. Wow, I I love watching Steve Smith and okay, you you know who Steve Smith is? Yeah, 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 I know who you're talking about. So he's like five nine, yeah, uh, you know, short black dude. I think he's mixed, but he's just feisty, bro. Like he was smaller than all the best receivers, but he was feisty. Yeah, he'd make jump balls and he he just like he had this tenacity in him that yeah. made him like one of the best receivers yeah. ever, in my opinion. Yeah, Even they went to he, the Super Bowl. They they went yeah. against. Uh, I saw that one. Um, it was uh, Patriots. Patriots, yeah, Patriots. back in two thousand four. Yeah. Down, John, I'm blank on the name. I, I think it was that. 2004. I, that. I saw that game. I remember yeah, that. and he was badass. And I can't stand Tom Brady. <laughs> Neither can I. Man. I can't stand him. <laughs> no, because <okay>. <laughs> they had beat the no, the Eagles beat them. But mm-hmm. well, before they, I guess I think didn't they go? They went. They went against them in yeah. The, they the beat Super the Bowl. Eagles. Well, they, they beat the Rams. Yeah, they beat the. But then they beat them. Uh, recently. Eagles. Yeah, recently. Yeah. That's look. I'm gonna tell you this story real quick, real quick. So I, I'm from the To um, mm. McNabb. Because yeah. Eagles is my favorite team. Okay, I don't watch it anymore. But what happened was those are I, I'm into just how you I'm into the players. Yeah, watching McNabb and Teal because I used to play. I would play in, in like in like middle school and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I was always in teams, like always in like the city for the city or mm-hmm. or the school. And um, since I played, uh, you know, I would watch. Uh, I got into the players because I played. So. I would watch um, T.O. and McNabb were my favorite. I was like, yo, those those guys are dope. So I got into the Eagles. Mm-hmm. And um, the day, so I remember when they lost, they lost to Patriots. Yeah. I was like, Damn. And I was like, you know what? The day, the day they, the day they beat Patriots, I'm going to stop watching this. <laughs> and they beat them. So I'm like, yo, I don't need to watch this anymore. Yeah. Like, they beat, like, because I was, because they, when it was McNabb and Teal, they lost against uh, Brady. Brady and the Eagles, or Patriots. Yeah, yeah. They lost. I was like, these were my guys, you know? And like, I was like still playing at the time, you know? Mm-hmm. So watching them lose was just like, oh, you know? Mm-hmm. But um, that, yeah. And then when they won, I was like, okay, I don't need to watch this no more. Yeah, like, completely you know, different teams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So but yeah, but going back to Steve Smith, I, I was always pretty small for what the position I was playing, mm-hmm. and, and on the football field, um, I was just considered a smaller dude, you know. Yeah. So I liked rooting for like the smaller guys, like okay. Steve Smith. And when I got okay. older and I was in high school, I really liked Tyron Matthew. His nickname was a Honey Badger. I don't know okay. if you remember no. him. No. He was a big star at LSU. He got caught for smoking weed and he got kicked out his last oh, year. Shit. But he still made it to the NFL. He's still playing in the NFL. He does a lot of good. He's on the Who's he on? Chiefs right now. Oh, okay. But he started out with the Cardinals last year. He went to play for the Texans one year. Yeah. This year he's on the Chiefs. But super dope guy. You know, I mean, he's genuine. Like, he, he understands he fucked up, and, you know, he made amends to that and everything. So he's really mature, but that's who I try to play like, Steve Smith and Tyron Matthew. Yeah. Because they're kind of, like, undersized, but they were feisty as hell. Okay. And they were, you mean, like, a lot of times when I, I still play flag football every now and then. And Thanksgiving, I had like a turkey bowl of friends, but I like to get in the head of other people, you know? Yeah, yeah. Just trying to talk a little trash. And like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like, because I'm not athletically the fastest or the biggest. Yeah. So I had to like outsmart people, you know what okay. I mean? So that was always like my thing. Strategy. In mm-hmm. Strategy. Okay. I was a strategist. Okay. You know, and I think like, you know, obviously I want to get big in like the, the broadcasting and, and podcasts, and, 
I like when I'm older, older, like 50, 60, like I want to coach. I want to coach high school and like okay. break it down. Do like, you have like? Do you ever? Do you do like um like? Do you do reviews over games like like or like teams in general like? I used like to. how you how you you know how, okay because what you do is you interview athletes right yeah do you ever just have a podcast where you just talk about the the sports in general yeah just, I okay. used to that was like what we first started off as okay. I started off as a different name oh okay and I had another friend he's from Norwalk yeah but I met him at Sacramento State when okay. we were both there together we just wanted to do like a general sports podcast and yeah as I as he and I like didn't have matching schedules and so he kind of fell off and. I still wanted to do a podcast because yeah. in my head I was like, it's going to be good practice for me to have good mic control. But how do I make it more on myself? Yeah. Well, I love hip hop. I love music in general, kind of like you. I also like TV shows, movies. So I'll have yeah. like the TV show review podcast where we talk about a TV show or one of the movies that I really liked. I'll have a friend hop on and talk about movies. I like having different artists, you know, like Johnny C, you know him. Yeah. And there's a few other artists I've had on, whether I went to high school with them or just people I find online. Yeah, yeah. And so just like, just try and make it more of me and the things I like. Okay. And, um, but every now and then, you know, I have like homies that will come on for just to talk NBA or just to talk football okay. or just to talk baseball yeah, or whatever, yeah, yeah. you know, like whatever the sports yeah. that we want to talk about. Well, that's cool. Yeah. That's dope. I like that. Um, I like the, the whole, the crossover. Yeah. The cross. I think that's really dope. Yeah. Because, because then people that are, that, um, people, the, the athletes that listen to your stuff. Mm-hmm. I'll just hear this artist mm-hmm. you know you introduce and then the crossover yeah exactly the audience's crossover mm-hmm. I think that's really dope yeah that's sick so this next project you're talking about the album yeah do you have a name for it or do you have Cla- any plans it's Classics in the Dark okay and I've been working on this album this has been like this was supposed this was before mm-hmm. the two mixtapes I put okay. out okay this was like shit I've been I've been planning on this album since like I first started Mm-hmm. Like really, really like, like middle school then. Yeah. Like, okay. Shit. The thing is, um, I've always had a you know I was doing the group couldn't do it. Um, um, the group I couldn't do it because I was always in a group so I couldn't do it. And then finding finding the producer too is like it's like that's been and then you know still living too you know like just living is like I don't think it's ready yet. It's not yeah. time yet. And um, right now. I don't look if it'll, it'll be my plan is to have it out by next year. Yeah. By twenty twenty, it'll be out. If not, then it'll be out the next year. You know, like I'm not rushing this project. Mm-hmm. I gotta, it's gotta be right. I gotta find, you know. But till then, I make. I'm always in the studio. I'm always making music, you know. Mm-hmm. And I make music fast, so it's not like, like you know, I can be patient. I can yeah. be patient with this because I'm always gonna have. I'm gonna always be putting stuff out, anyways, content yeah. out, and music, and I'm always working. So, um. This project, um, yeah, um, by 2020, I'm going to try to have it out. But I need to find that producer. I'm looking for that producer mm-hmm. that can just make that sound I'm looking for. And, yeah, make it, yeah have it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, Classics in the Dark. There you um, go. I got the name because, um, like I said, I'm an Atanja rapper, so there's different meanings. You know, um, the process, like we were talking about. Like, right now, okay, so if we turn this light off, it'll be dark. Yeah. Right? Um, it shines because it's dark. Right. So, my thing is, if you have if you have a flashlight on during the day, it doesn't really work that well, right? Mm-hmm. It's a, you know, it's, it's just no use. So, classics in the dark is that's the reflection. It's like the classics coming, you know, the the music coming from the darkness, you know. Yeah. Um, your process, you know, you, you wouldn't you wouldn't have 
this glory if it didn't come from you know you know when they did that 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 story of um you ever seen the pursuit of happiness yeah with Will Smith? Smith yeah he it was fucking you know crazy yeah crazy dark yeah it was dark you know he was going through it but it was deep yeah but then at the end became a millionaire mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying it had to start off from the darkness to make it to the light you mm-hmm. know and that's that's what the that's what my message is on that project you mm-hmm. know and um my um going back to my childhood um and this is why I'm taking my time on it because I'm still not there yet mm-hmm. soon as I make it there soon as I get there then it'll make sense mm-hmm. um I grew up homeless my whole life. Mm-hmm. Nowhere to go, just like house to house, just homeless, just bad. Mm-hmm. And um, I want to reflect that. I want to talk about that because there's a lot of people. I'm from. We're from the recession era. Me and you. Yeah. When remember when uh, yeah, I remember, yeah. when everybody lost their jobs, everybody lost their homes, the foreclosures, our house got taken away. I was living in motels. Mm-hmm. Living in motels off the government. Government motels. It was bad. Yeah. It was bad. Um, and I lived like that for a long, long time. And um, there's a lot of people. There's a lot of people that that have that similar story, you know. And a lot, of, even nowadays, you know, there's there's kids that have that that story. So I want what I want to do is I want to that project is gonna be like a I want to do a, like a motivation. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be more motivating to finding that darkness and making it something better. Right. You know. So that's what I want to capture in that project. Yeah. You know. And that's why I want to get real personal. Yeah, because I'm gonna talk about what you know my me, my upbringing. Yeah. So um, yeah, I can't wait. That one, that one, I'm excited for that one. That's dope. I'm really excited. You ever uh, you fuck with Absol the rapper? Yeah. You um, you know what I uh, I like like features. Okay. But like to hear, I was more into Schoolboy Q. Okay. I was more into Schoolboy and Kendrick. Yeah. Absol would just be like, I want to check it out just to check it out. Yeah. But I wasn't a big big fan. I I. I do like he does say some like there are some lines that he I'll be like yo that's a sick ass line like yeah. I mean dude you know when you say double entendre yeah. that's what I think yeah is, yeah yeah because he's yeah. like he's probably one of my favorite rappers I'd probably throw that him in does the top that. three that does that yeah I yeah mm-hmm. I agree he does do that I've and heard he, it he does that so much where yeah. he has like the puns or yeah it, it's funny to me I like it because it's funny I mean there's a freestyle at, off the album these days I forgot what the song is called but he puts the freestyle when he um, yeah he. Or he battle raps he battled, day, daylight. He battle daylight. Yeah. yeah. You know what? That I heard that album. Yeah, and he's like, "Tales of the Crypt." You know, I forgot what happened. What the exact database? Line. Database head. Yeah. Database. Yeah. That shit was hard. Well, that, there was that one too, but he even says like, you know, seems. He says something where he's like, he seems like we forgot what the C meant. Yeah. You know, it's, it's your it's dumbass it. fault why that last verse was so concrete. Yeah. And you know, like he said, cement. Yeah. Asphalt, concrete. Yeah. So like, and even you said the database head. Yeah, like, database. Yeah, yeah, that shit hard. That shit hard. So I love when he does stuff like that because um, it's play on words, double entendres, yeah. puns, and it's super funny. And like, to me, I always wanted, I always wanted to rap too, but I, I can't rap. You know what I mean? I don't, yeah, yeah. I don't have no cadence. I don't have anything. But he inspired me to get into like poetry. Okay. So like, you know, and obviously like hearing other people like you know just like going on YouTube and listening to like spoken word poetry. Yeah. He inspired me to like write some stuff down because I love like the way he plays on play on words and stuff yeah. like that, and it, it, it's pretty cool. Like that's that's why I asked if you knew Absol because he does a lot of like yeah yeah. You know what? I agree. I agree. I did like that line, but um, I didn't get into him because um, 
I, I do like the fact that he does that. Like, I think that's really dope. Mm-hmm. But music, the music in general is not really like, mm-hmm. you know. But I, he's, he's tight. There's a couple of songs off, especially that project. Yeah. I remember when that project came out because I listened to it. And um, I'm a big Daylight fan. I like Daylight. So mm-hmm. when he told, when he put out, when he was like, "Yo, I got, I got, a, you know, I got a battle with Eight Absol." Like, I want to check that out. Yeah. Because I listen to battle rap. Because I used to battle rap. So mm-hmm. I actually have some battle battles on camera. Okay. From on yeah. YouTube. Yeah, I do. I do. I got a couple. <laughs> from like high school or from like earlier. From when I was so when I was when we were doing the new generation thing, I would battle rap on the side. Okay. So yeah, I have a couple on camera battles. There you like go. Like that. Um, and um, but then after that, it was it was like those times were were like it was crazy because like I was always we were always doing shows and then having to do battles. I st- I had to stop because it was like I um I had to stop doing that because um doing the shows it just it was getting it was like my schedule was like no I could like I would have a battle and then have a show the next day. Oh okay, Damn, you know, back, yeah. And and then I have to like write. I have to write, write these rounds. I have to get these rounds ready for the battle and then do a show on top of that. And it's like, I already have the rounds in my head and then now I got to, you know what I'm saying? Even though I've been performing, you are still you still got to get in that mode. Yeah, of course. So it was like, it was kind of difficult. So I was like, oh, I, just, I stopped battling. I just stopped battling. I would battle like, like on the spot. Yeah. Like, because I was always in the circuit. I was always around artists and like some artists battled too. It was like, yo, like my, my homie would destroy you. No, my homie would destroy you. You're tripping. Yeah. Well, let's, well, let's see what's up. Blah, blah. So we'll just be on the spot battles. I, I do a lot of those. Okay. Not anymore now, but like before I used to do a lot of on the yeah. spot. And then there was a couple. I have two battles on camera. Yeah. But I think that's what was missing in, in like today's current like hip hop society and current yeah. like the state of hip hop itself is like hip hop and rap originated from that. You know? Yeah. From like early in the days, from Africa yeah. Bambada and yeah. Grandmaster Flash and all these guys, like kind of these MCs early, early, you know, throwing like uh, you know diss raps at each yeah. other, and that's like how it started is like trying to one up your opponent, like see yeah. who's got the best rhymes or the best crowd control. Yeah, and now it's kind of it's very commercialized, you know, hip hop. Oh yeah, but you know what I mean? Like I, I feel like I, a lot of, I feel like it's better now mm-hmm. because before it was. Um, it only pertained to one demographic. Yeah, and this true. is why. And this is why I, I was. A, I wanted to be a rock star at first. Be, there's, well, this is how I didn't get into rap right away, because of the demographic. Mm-hmm. But when M started doing it, he looked like the rock stars. So I was like, yo, like, you know, I was like, yo. So then I got into M, mm-hmm. and then you get into M, then he makes it more comfortable for you to get into Fifty, and then you get into Fifty, and then you're like, you start going down the crazy Tupac, yeah. and then you just start digging. You're like, yo, this is all dope. Mm-hmm. Um. Now, it's the it's the demographic of hip hop is so big now. Yeah. You get from all walks of life now, mm-hmm. and I think that's what's better about it now. Because, like I said before, I thought hip hop. Like I said when I was a kid listening to rock music, I thought it was just like shoot them in the face and blah blah. You know? Yeah, well, that's what a lot of people still think it is, and I think it's I think it's funny because you mentioned like the widened demographic. Sometimes you will see still like because I went from I moved from Santa Ana in middle school to, to the city of Orange into yeah. like more of a suburb area yeah. and so it's a little bit more it's like it's still a good amount of Hispanics here in the city that I went to high school with but like high school I went to it was like 65 60% white okay. you know but it's funny when you see like these these white kids these white suburban kids yeah. live in like big ass houses and yeah. they want to be hard you know what I mean like they yeah. they hear the Takashi 6 9 or yeah, they hear yeah. trying to think who was big back in the day or at least in high school but you mean like they hear those yeah. right, like Waka Flocka yeah, and yeah, all yeah. of a sudden they think they're hard and like they think they're really from it. Yeah, it's just yeah, like, yeah. 
you know, like slow down there. You, yeah. you can be fans, but also don't like put on a front, like yeah, from yeah, yeah. somewhere. That you're yeah, not. you know. So I'm gonna tell you the story. The, um, I was, I was dating this girl, and um, she had friends that lived in L. A. Uh-huh. But like, she had a friend that lived like in a, like in the fucking mansions of L. A. Okay. And um, there was this. I forgot his name, but um, dude was like. He was like, like how you said, like that, like. But the dude was, he was, um, he was, he was addicted to fucking pills and fucking sipping lean. Yeah, he was a loser, like a straight loser. Yeah. Like, you know, like his parents. Were, I think his dad was like a lawyer or something, like a like a good like a fucking rich ass. They, they had a mansion. Their house was big. Mm-hmm. But I so I went, I went, to, I went to go hang out, and this kid's he's addicted to fucking lean. He's fucking, he's got you know. Yeah. I wasn't even sipping lean like that. I don't yeah. even sip lean. I yeah. don't sip lean. I don't do none of that. And this and this guy, you know, and I'm from that, you know, like mm-hmm. I'm from that, I'm from the hood, you know, like I grew up homeless and shit, yeah. and like my my peoples are all gang members and yeah, shit. Yeah, that's what's and crazy. Th- I'm not like that, and this kid, you know, this kid grew up fucking, and he's fucking, he's addicted to fucking drugs, yeah. you know, and it's yeah. it's crazy. Well, um, like you're a fan of Eminem, and like he talks about that and sing for the moment, and he talks about in Stand how like sometimes fans get too caught up in. Uh, the rappers like lyrics yeah. and they try and live that out but yeah. they don't understand that 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 rapper had a completely different life yeah than the listener a lot of the time yeah you know what i mean yeah what was that um they say music can alter moves and talk to you mm-hmm. but could have load a gun up for you and cock it too yeah exactly. you know, the cannon next time you assault to do this yeah. tell the judge it was my fault and i'll get sued right yeah that's my yeah, favorite yeah. that's one of my favorite lines <laughs> from, from, from m bro that that when he says sing for the walls i was like, oh shit yeah this guy knows yeah, the because it had that. You know what? It, the, why I also loved it had the Aerosmith. Mm, yeah, yeah. It Same had the Aerosmith song, the yeah, Dream yeah. On. It had the Dream On, mm-hmm. and that was another thing too that got me because that song got me. And so I was like, "Yo, that's Aerosmith. This is crazy." Yeah. And this dude's like, I didn't even know M was a rapper. Mm-hmm. I was like, I thought this was like rock music, and then they're like, my my cousin was like, I thought you don't like rap music. I was like. I was like, I was this like, what are you rap? talking about? This yeah. is rap music. He's, she's like, yeah. I was like, he's a rapper. I was like, no way. <laughs> That's crazy. And then you know, then later on, you just like I said, you dig into the crates. Mm-hmm. But um, I the the genius with M, I think that's what made him so big mm-hmm. because of that. He not only got not the hip hop culture, he got people that were like me, mm-hmm. people that didn't even know not, like. People that just was just like listening to rock music and just saw him and was like, yo, this looks dope. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? He got a lot of people like that's why he got so big. Yeah, and it helps that he's like a white dude too. Yeah, you know I mean? like a skinny looking white boy. Yeah, if he was black, I probably wouldn't. I'd probably be a rock star to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna lie, I'd probably be in a band right now. Probably be in a band doing, I don't know, drum, mm-hmm. guitar, singing. I don't know. <laughs> Real shit. Yeah, he's the one that like I listen to. and um. I mean, I get, like, he's not, I'm not going to say, like, he's, like, my favorite out of all, like, I have, um, when it comes to, like, because, you know, like, the top, what's your top, you know? Yeah. My thing is seasons, like, depends, like, like, depends who's, it's at the moments, I always have at the moments, you know, mm-hmm. like, oh, don't get me wrong, like, you know, I, I like Jay, I like M, um, I like Pac. You know, I like you know, I like a lot. I like a lot. I like a lot of shit. Yeah. You know, so I don't have a top five, top ten. I have, I can tell you, I like, I like a lot of shit. I listen to a lot of things. Yeah. I have a lot of at the moments. You mm-hmm. know, a lot of, at the moment, this is my favorite artist right now. Mm-hmm. At the moment, this is my favorite artist right now. Depends what season it is. Right. You know, like I, I can't compare. Oh, who's better, Kendrick, Drake, or 
or J. Cole. Yeah. It depends what season it is. When yeah. Jake, when it's Drake season, it's Drake season. When it's Kendrick season, it's Kendrick. When it's J. Cole, it's Cole, you know? Yeah. Like, they can, you We're know? a very competitive comparing society. Yeah. So we have to compare I don't do the that. Of, I don't do that. I'm fans. I'm yeah. just a fan. I like, just like that, in, that shit's hard. Like, that's dope. In basketball, too, the biggest thing is, is LeBron as good as Michael Jordan? It's like, bro, they're both great. Why can't we just yeah. appreciate both yeah. of them and their great games? Yeah, and, and to be honest, this was different times. Yeah. They so, were different times. Well, who, who, who's the dude from... Uh, Everyone was like, Michael Jordan got, you know, Michael Jordan got the Jordans, like, he's the greatest. Well, who, who's the guy from, uh, what is it, the, um, Russell, what's his name, Russell? Bill Russell, yeah. Got 13 rings, bro. Yeah, 11. 11, I'm sorry. Yeah. 11 rings, bro. He's got more than, more than, yeah. got more than Jordan. Yeah. Where's his shoe? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But, it's different times. times. Yeah. They didn't have nobody, nobody was playing. Mm-mm. Nobody was good. good there was like 14 teams. Yeah, nobody was good enough. So that's mm-hmm. why he's got 13, no, I'm sorry, 11. Mm-hmm. So he's got 11 rings. Jordan, he had some he had some people he had some people around that were like you know yeah he had some competition yeah. so that's why he's got six rings you know mm-hmm. that's why mm-hmm. so you know this they're all great yeah it's crazy I mean at their time mm-hmm. earlier this year uh, it was really big I don't know if you saw it. it was like the top fifty rappers of all time someone made a list that some, list yeah, yeah someone on it. someone online made that list and then all of a sudden people started posting their list and so for like the podcast I put a list out. On the page and everything, and of, of course, like oh, like you, your top podcast? No, 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 oh. top fifty rappers of all time. Oh, list. okay. Oh, you put up a top. Yeah, okay. and like, cause just off of inspiration of what that person did, okay. posted online. Cause I think his, I know his first one for sure was Jay Z. I yeah. forgot who number two was, but like number three was disrespectful and like, I like Jay Z. I respect Jay Z as like oh a Joe Budden. You don't you don't yeah, you, yeah. you don't think Joe Budden? No, I, I, I think Joe Budden's cool. I don't think I'm a big Joe Budden. I fan. wouldn't put him in my top twenty. Like as a rapper, I, I, look, even I, the top twenty-five actually. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. I'm mm-hmm. a big Joe Budden fan. Like, yeah. I didn't see. I can't. When, so when I started like, like doing, when I started taking rap, like when my style got better, mm-hmm. I got it. Got better from Slaughterhouse. Like, so I was like a big Slaughterhouse fan with Joe Budden, mm-hmm. Crooked Eye, and Joel. Like those guys were like my favorite, like in general. Mm-hmm. So like, when, and during his time. He was because uh, I used to follow them. I used to watch. I used to watch these guys. He was battling a lot of artists. He he went at it with Wu Tang. He went at it with everybody. The game. He went at it with Fifty. He went at it with everybody. Yeah. So, an and that's not, you know, like that's why. Like I didn't. I didn't like get mad at that because it's like yo, there's no artist that's done that. Right. The game has, but the game has. He he did that, but. He didn't. Um, he's the only artist that's actually like yo. He battled all these niggas. Like mm-hmm. he went out of everybody. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of artists don't do that. You yeah. know, they just like they stay. You know, keep it on. They keep it yeah, behind yeah. the scenes. But no, he did it. And, and lyrically, I think he's dope. Like I, I look. I'm not into the whole top, but I mean to be honest, I'm a big Joe Budden fan. Yeah, I like Joe Budden. He's yeah. Really dope. But even making the list, it was just it was tough to put fifty. Consecutively, because like you said, it's, it comes in seasons, right? Yeah. I think no doubt, like I guess, I guess it comes down to more respect. Like all time, I have the most respect for Nas. I think his storytelling is probably mm-hmm. one of the best. Yeah. That's just me though, and yeah. I'm not even an East Coast like guy. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. like I, I know a lot of West Coast people have big West Coast biases, um, and I put like Kendrick Lamar in the top five already because I think he's that good. Yeah. You know, what I mean, I think I was talking about with a friend the other day. If Kendrick Lamar, because we have this thing where like. 
when people are still alive and still doing what they're doing, like LeBron James in basketball, we, we're very hard on them. We're critiquing them like, oh, they're not, they're not that great. Mm-hmm. But as soon as LeBron James or Kendrick Lamar retires or, you know, heaven forbid they pass yeah. away, yeah. you look at Kendrick Lamar's body of work and he had from Good Kid Mad City yeah. or even he started Section 80 but to Good Kid Mad City yeah. to Pimp a Butterfly and it's yeah. damn. He didn't miss. He didn't miss. Like, yeah. Those are all hits, bro. Like, yeah. name another artist who had three straight hit albums. You know what yeah. I mean? It's hard. It's, you, you can... There's a lot of good artists who I think had a lot of great albums, but yeah. to put back-to-back great albums yeah, yeah, is yeah. then that list narrows a lot. Yeah, true. So it was just really tough though, because you know what I mean I, I I really fuck with Absol, but am I gonna throw him in like my top fifty greatest? Yeah. I don't know. I just like his style. It's unique. Well, well mm-hmm. th- there's a th- okay. So this this goes back to M. Mm-hmm. Yeah, M M is dope, but I thought 50s music was better. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like. I rather listen to Fifty Cent than M. Yeah, and that was the crazy thing. Like I got like Eminem is the reason why <laughs> I got into rap and I got into it. But I think Fifty Cent's music is better. Like yeah. I rather listen to I rather listen to um, um, Many Men. Okay. Than uh, than uh, uh, what's that song? Um, Eminem sing for the not not that one, but the um, Stan. Not Stan, but. Um, Lose yourself. Lose yourself. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think many men is way better than lose yourself. Yeah. You know? I like lose yourself, but many men is just like, oh, that sounds crazy. Yeah. That's dope. You know. What's your uh, What's your favorite Fifty track or album? Um. I like both equally. The first two. Mm-hmm. The first two are my yeah, are like my favorites. Um, uh, my favorite song. Um. I like. To be honest, I like um. I like Position of Power from his Masker album. From uh, I like Position of Power, I like that one. From Get Rich or Die Trying, I'll have to say, um, I think Many Men probably would be mm-hmm. the top on that one. But all the songs are good. Mm-hmm. Like, you can listen to the, there's a thing with those albums. Like, you can, with his projects, uh, Masker, you can listen to the whole thing from top to bottom. You know, mm-hmm. like it's not a miss. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. It's, That's how you know it's a good album. I yeah. mean, one of my favorites is uh, P.I.M.P. Yeah, it's like I just love the yeah. cadence. He's like, I don't know what you heard yeah. about me, and it's just like it gets you feeling kind of cocky. You know, yeah. what I mean? like yeah, I like yeah. that. I like that. I song agree, a lot. and and that's that's where it goes. But like, yo, like yeah, I like M, but Fifty Cent's music is not like really better. Mm-hmm. You know, even though M raps better than him, mm-hmm. and like yeah, he got me into it, but mm-hmm. the music is just like the music better. I just mm-hmm. like the music better. That's it. Um, yeah, and those top. It's subjective. Like mm-hmm. that's personal, you know. Like that's how how I look at those top, those top ten, those top, you know. Yeah, that's, super subjective. If that's, if that's how, you know who your top is, and that's your top, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I don't I don't think it's that should be like the whole general because there's people that I think Pac suck. Yeah. There's people like I see comments like yo like Pac's trash. Yeah. Uh, Biggie's better, you know, and it's just like. Well, personally, I think Biggie's better. I like Biggie's. I think lyrically, better. yeah. But song wise, no. Mm-hmm. I think song wise, so like, in in I, in in general, like in the whole, as a whole, Biggie only had two. Yeah, two. Pac albums, had yeah. Pac had a bigger yeah. catalog. His life he had was a message. You got to think this dude Pac, he was doing uh he was doing uh speeches like Black Panther speeches and like. At younger than us, yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like I can't go up there and, and 
You know what I'm saying? And be power to the people. I can't do that. Yeah. Especially, he was like way ahead of his time. Yeah, basically. of course. He was way ahead of Revolutionary. I think, I think overall, my personal. Yeah. But, but, I mean, style, I mean, style, I think Biggie's dope. I like Biggie too. Yeah. Biggie's sick, but I just like Pac a little bit, you know, better. But, yeah. but that's me personal, yeah. you know? You like Biggie better because, you know, whatever mm. your thing is, you know? Um, and some other people might think different, you know? Yeah, like, some people might think Cypress Hill better than both of them. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. I got a cousin like that yeah. that thinks like that, thinks like that. Yeah. He'll think, he said, he said Pac is trash. Uh, who's better? Uh, Rock Kim is better than, okay. than, than Pac. Or mm-hmm. Some stupid shit. Ice Cube. No, Ice Cube. Okay. A lot of, a lot of people see my Ice Cube, they're like, yo. Yeah. Because Ice Cube's Ice Cube crazy, too. He's been in the game for a long time. I got respect for Ice Cube, too. Yeah, yeah. Ice Cube's dope. And he has a lot of he has a message too. Mm-hmm. A lot of his stuff, a lot of like a lot of it's similar to Pac. Mm-hmm. That and I think about it, a lot of it's similar to Pac because they both came out. Uh, I think Ice Cube came out before Pac. But, yeah, like but 80s. a lot of it, a lot of it, it's like similar. He's got a similar message, you know. Mm-hmm. It just Pac was more reckless. Yeah, and um, I like how Pac, like you said, reckless is a good term, but he could also. He had he had like the song for the females or the songs that were like woke. People yeah. would say now like that's the term. Yeah. He had the woke songs, but he also had like yeah. the very aggressive, violent songs. Yeah, and and, and he could flip back and forth. Yeah, and he was, like I said, he was doing like if you look him up on YouTube, he was doing like Black Panther rallies, yeah. like having speeches, like like mm-hmm. power speeches, like just doing speeches, like like what the hell? Yeah, he was a man of the people for sure. That's crazy. How old were you? He was like twenty three. Yeah. Like yo, man, he was a kid still. Yeah. Oh, that's, yeah. Um, but um, yeah. Um. I think those top and all artists, uh, and I'm I'm a fan of it all. Mm-hmm. So that's why I don't like to be like, yo, top isn't my, you know, these are the top blah blah. Because right now my like I'm listening to Tory Lanez right now. I like okay. Tory Lanez. His he came out with his new project. I thought that was really dope. And I've been watch. I've been like a Tory Lanez fan at the moment. Like for right now, like yo, Tory Lanez dope. And then some other artists come through and I'm like, oh, that's my favorite artist now. Yeah. You know, whatever. But you know, I just I'm just a fan in general. Just yeah. You know, the, big, the biggest thing I don't like is when people, and it, it can be old heads, sometimes it's just outside people of hip-hop. That they're like, oh, hip-hop's dead. Like, hip-hop isn't what it used to be. And, and I have a lot of old heads that say that to me. And sometimes I find, like, myself, like, kind of old head, because I do, I like a lot of Public Enemy. I like a lot of Run DMC. Okay. Uh, Eric B. and Rakim was dope. Yeah. You know, and Ice Cube was dope. And yeah. I like the Warren G. Nate dogs. But I also understand, like, I feel like right now there's so many rappers and like sure the stuff on the radio may not be what you're a fan of and I think I'm not a fan of the stuff on the radio like the Kid Inks, the Chris Browns yeah Tigers, Ty Dollar yeah. Signs even I, I'm just not a huge fan of them and that like the fact that like sometimes when people associate rap that's like the first thing they, those are the first artists they think of even Drake I respect Drake but I don't like him as a rapper right okay but there's a, there's a lot of different rappers out there undercover underground maybe maybe not on the radio but I think hip hop's still alive to me yeah yeah and, and there's a lot of different sounds of hip hop and I think yeah. like you said it kind of you said it earlier I think it branched out from what yeah. it was early yeah yeah in the early stages which I think is good because now you do have I mean the biggest thing is like Tyler the Creator when they came up skateboarders and, yeah. and like whether you're white or black but you kind of gave like a, a birth to like skateboarders rap yeah and kind of just like. You know how skateboarders are. They kind of like fuck well, yeah, around it, and it, it, dumb yeah, shit. Yeah. It, it, well, that gave birth to the Odd Futures. Yeah. You know, that's where that came from. Brockhampton's right after. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, my thing on that was um, on that on that. So I, so I'm doing local shows like underground shows, 
I run into a lot of old heads. A lot. So I know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. A lot. But this is what this is the, the, the crazy thing. Mm-hmm. You know the first rap song that hit radio? You know what it was? Yeah. It was, rap on the rap? On um, the Sugar Hill Gang, right? Yeah. Sugar yeah. Hill Gang. No. Rapper's Light. Yeah. So one, two... Three, four, they were. There's yeah. no message. Like no. It, it's. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it, that's the. Cor- did you see the way they were dressed? Mm-hmm. They dressed like how these rappers are now. Super corny. Yeah, like they, it was corny. It was like, mm-hmm. yo, uh, how's it go? Um, hip hip hop yeah. to the hip hip hop That's mumble. Here, they're yeah. hip 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 hop hop to the bang bang. But they're not saying anything. Yeah, it's mumble. Yeah, they're kind of like like mumble rapping kind of. Mm-hmm. And then their style, like like it's. I, I can't, I can't, <laughs> but the quote unquote, how they're making fun of music today. That's how rap started. It was mm-hmm. no message. It was just fun. Yeah. It there's always, fun. there's always a commercialized side of hip hop. That, um, uh, whoop, there it is. Yeah. Whoop, there, they've always been those type of songs since the beginning. Right. Africa. Let's talk about African Mobata. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was it? Uh, that song, Planet, uh, Planet Rock. Rock. Yeah. That's a disco song. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And this is one of the founders of hip hop. Mm-hmm. So it, it's kind of like... Disco influence, yeah. It, it's kind of like, what are you guys talking about when these old heads are like, they're making it like, y'all had that too. Mm-hmm. Hip hop started like that. Yeah. That's the way it started. Yeah. So how are you going to downplay just be like, they get in their head that hip hop has to be like the 90s yeah you know or even like late 80s yeah, yeah late 80s late 90s and that's where it's yeah like because a lot of people consider that like that's where it started there. and yeah. it's like no like there was a whole you know what i'm saying it's always been those type of songs you know mm-hmm. um not all hip-hop not all hip-hop is like message and all that you know yeah. like no like it started off rappers like you know they were wearing tight pads or wearing makeup yeah you know what i'm saying so it's like <laughs> yeah what like I don't get it there's always been that in history I guess yeah yeah. and there's like some good documentaries there's a good show on Netflix called The Get Down I don't know if you've ever heard of it okay yeah yeah I've seen that yeah that. and like at the end of the um, it's it's cool it's fictional story right yeah. it has some no, it's inspired parts. it's inspired yeah, yeah but, true. but I like how they talk about how at the end of the whole first season is that Sugar they talk about Sugar Hill's gang um, Rapper's Delight first came out but like the hip hop community itself was upset that Sugar Hill Gang made that song because to them that wasn't real hip hop and yeah. that was like very commercialized like that was the yeah. first commercialized hip hop yeah. song basically but it put it on the map yeah it really did it made it it put it on radios because yeah. all the underground stuff that you know Van Bada was doing yeah. Grandmaster Flash well was even doing. that song mm-hmm. that song Planet Rock yeah. went radio too yeah you know he, he had to put it on the map mm-hmm it, it's it goes back to what I was talking about having a side A and a side B. Yeah, you know you want to keep your side B's as substance mm-hmm. and your side A's as like trying the, to yeah yeah get hits. You know from what I'm saying? Yeah. Get hits. You know, um, and and I think now so and I think that's what it is. Yeah. So like Jay Z when he was coming up, he wasn't doing freestyles over over uh, Grandmaster Flash. Mm-hmm. He was doing his thing. Mm-hmm. Just like how now nowadays we do, you know, like we can't expect these like artists, like these young artists coming up, like to do what the the, the people did before, mm-hmm. or even know, like I know, I know the history, mm-hmm. but I mean the next young, like they don't know the history, and right. like 
who cares? Like, why should they? Yeah. You know? I mean, I mean, I do believe. I mean, like they say, if you want to be for president, I mean, do you think the president knows about all the presidents coming up? Like presidents, know. Know? you nah, know what I'm saying? Think, you think Trump? You nah. think Trump knows about all the presidents before him? He knows nah. the stories. It's like no. Nah. It's kind of just like. Mm-hmm. You find your thing and you do that. Yeah, and, if it, and if people, and if there's an audience for it, and people like it, then what, what's the problem? Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, I mean, okay. So the last thing I want to ask you, because we just you just mentioned it, you have how a side day. How long have we been we talking? Hour fifty. Okay, we're good. We're good. Okay, how long do you usually go? I just let it flow. I don't have like okay. I don't put a time limit. I what's the longest you've ever did? Longest, we did a two hour thirty one. Okay. One of my a friend that I went to high school with, he he played. Big time college football. And so oh, I just okay. talk about his journey. He went to Ivy League school too. Okay. So just talk about that. But so like the last question just kind of round things up because you said side A and side B, and I know a lot of artists they get caught trying to make the hits mm-hmm. that will put them on the radio so that yeah. way people can know them. But I mean, when you're in the creative process, do you find it hard to difference the side A's and side B's between trying to make the hits and also making those tracks that like you really feel like like the Iggy's or like that you just really want to open up? You know where I got the name Iggy from? Nah. <laughs> so, all right. So, I'm going I'm to I'm answer your question right now, but I just want to okay. explain. Um, so, song titles. Mm-hmm. I have crazy song titles because, um, one, if it's a mixtape song, I'm going to give it a crazy song title. And then, two, there's so many songs out there, I don't want to have the same song <laughs> yeah. as another artist. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. I said, you know what? I don't want to... Like let's say I'll name a song um, uh, Problems mm-hmm. You know how many songs Are called problems In the music In music in general mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying So I'm like What can I do To stand out From From that From that Cause when you type in a song Problems mm-hmm. You'll get a bunch of Problems from oh, different yeah. artists So I wanna End that I was like I don't want that So I'm gonna give it A crazy name mm-hmm. So I called it Iggy because at the moment, at the time when I was recording the song, I was on Instagram, it was getting mixed, and I and I, I saw Iggy Azalea, and I was like, "Yo, she's so bad." I, like, I, 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 I think she's bad. I like, I yeah, like yeah. Iggy. I don't like like I, I never. That. I haven't heard her music, but I just like her in general. Mm-hmm. So, Yo, she's fine. So I was like, I'm gonna name this song Iggy. Mm-hmm. I got a song called Shark Doo Doo Doo. Yeah, you know, because that's a huge song. Yeah, yeah. Well, that and then. Everyone was talking about it. I saw a number of memes of that mm-hmm. on, on Instagram. So I was like, what's well, called watching it? You know, it's got a social media. You know, it's like, I'm kind of talking and reflecting. So okay. I'm going to name it. I'm going to name that song that, you know. Okay. So when you type in Baby Shark or when you type in Shark Doo Doo Doo, you'll see my song as well as that. The, the Baby main Shark. Song, yeah, 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 yeah. But that song is called Baby Shark. My shit right. is called actually Shark Doo Doo Doo. So when you put in Shark Doo Doo Doo, you'll see my song come up too. Uh-huh. So I was like, just giving it crazy names. Just giving it crazy names because it's, it's a mixtape. So yeah, have fun with it. Having fun with it. So doing that. And then to your to your um, your question, um, is it hard for me to uh, balance? What you, what is yeah, it? like balance? differentiate the two. Like balance. Do you mm-hmm. go in thinking I'm going to make this a hit or I'm trying to make this just like very open? Uh, uh, well, depending personal. on the beat, like if I hear a beat and I like it, um, if it's because um, you can tell you can tell if it like oh, I can't talk about I can't talk about I can't put no substance to this beat because okay. it's too it's crazy mm-hmm. you know like it wouldn't make sense <laughs> so like so if you hear the beat on Iggy it's like I can't do shark doo 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 on that Iggy beat yeah. it wouldn't make sense you know mm-hmm. so I have so hearing that beat I was like okay this is what this is what this beat is telling me 
I'm gonna talk about this. Boom. Um, when I hear, I I work off the beat basically. Okay. I basically just work off the beat. If the beat is up and just like crazy, then I'm gonna I'm gonna do the side A. Okay. When it's it's substant and when it's what's chill and just like, boom, you know, when it's chill and serious, sounds serious. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna do the substance. I'm gonna do the side Bs. That's that's how it is. Okay. It's not hard at all for me. Yeah. Um, when I was a kid, I've always been creative. I've always been like just um, when I was a kid, I used to um, I had action figures. I would sit when I was a little kid. I would sit and I would play with my toys, and while everyone's out playing, all the kids are playing together. I would just sit by myself and just come up with these crazy stories with my with my toys. Just my imagination, which is I have the craziest imagination of all time, and I can just block everything out and just get stuck into it's just get lost into this you know mm-hmm. and get focused and I would take it serious take it really serious like I would play out these movies I would play out all kinds of shit with these toys yeah and um that's what I do with the music so I don't have it is I don't have I don't get writer's block I don't have a hard time recording no that's no good, no because man. I just lock in and I and I know like it's, it's me personally it's, it's some artists are different mm-hmm. because some art the, the, I had a conversation with an artist Right before we, before we leave, I was just mm-hmm. gonna say I had a, I had a, um, I had a I had a conversation with an artist, and he was telling me he's got writer's block. I was like, "How do you like? I don't." What how? is that? Yeah. Yeah. How do you get writer's block? And he's like, "I said, well, you know, the problem is, is that you you stick to your side B's. Do you have a side A? Mm-hmm. Like as a person, you know, you have a you have a fun side, an ignorant side, and you have you have a bad side and a good side to you. Mm-hmm. You know, why don't you talk about?" You know when you're because it's his artistry. I guess he was having a hard time because he's doing the same. He's staying in the same lane. Mm-hmm. You know. I said, well, why don't you switch it up? You know, talk about talk about some substance. Mm-hmm. And to top it off, instead of doing that, like instead of doing that one song, you can do a song over a hundred times. Now, when I mean that, you don't have to do this like the same. Say the same thing. That subject, you can redo it over a hundred times like you could do the subject of that song you know what I'm saying so let's say you're talking about a girl yeah that she broke your heart well why don't you do so you did that song and now you don't know what to do with the next song well why don't you do the song you did your perspective why don't you do her perspective now mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying or why don't you you know there's like the, I never had the I never had that writer's block because you know I just me personally I'm creative so I yeah. just like I'll find different scenarios and different, you know, like just the reason why the reason why you get writer's block is because you stay in one lane and yeah. you don't and you don't, don't branch out. and you don't branch out. You have to you have to as an artist or anything, you have to find other you have to find an ignorant side and a and a and a substance side, a side mm-hmm. A and a side B. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're done with your side, when you're done when you can't no more with your side B, and this happens to me. I, yeah. Okay, you know, I take a break, boom, let's have some fun now. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's stop having fun. Let's get serious. Boom. And then when I'm done in general with both of them, I I, I write for artists. Mm-hmm. I write for singers. I'm a okay. ghostwriter. I ghostwrite. There's I do. There's some songs out there that I've written. There you go. For, I do that. I'll yeah. I'll think of songs. I'll be like, okay, well, let me just stop making hip hop in general. Let's write some R and B music. Let's yeah. write some. You know what I'm saying? Let's, you know. But that's me. That's yeah. me because like I said, oh, since I was a kid, I just I lock in. Mm-hmm. I lock in and I just get creative and just my imagination goes crazy. That's how I do it. But um, as as to your question, I don't have I don't have no like no that's not a problem. Mm-hmm. Creative side no. But as to like 
I will say I do have a hard time with is um, I need an engineer. Mm-hmm. I can't do it. I can't do it all myself. I can't even. I don't even. I barely know how to just press record. Oh, okay. I don't know how so to I set it up. Them. I don't know how to set up. I need somebody. Yeah. yeah. That's fine too. You know, there's people out there. For but that. no, like you know how to do this. Like, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Self-taught. Yeah. Me, if I were you, I would have somebody press the. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I would have somebody here, and while you're talking to me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's how I am. But there you go. But um. But as as to that, as my creative side, no. But like mm-hmm. that shit, yeah, no. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like that you dip into different. I mean, because there's some people who just like hip hop. There's some people who just like country. Yeah. That just like one genre. I mean, I have like you know my artists that I really like listening to, but I can also go back and go to like the real ignorant stuff, like yeah. the YGs. Yeah. Or like some of the stuff that you hear on the radio. Yeah. And then some of the soft stuff like SZA or Ari okay. Lennox, I really fuck with them. Earth yeah. Gang, yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I just and then I love disco too. I yeah. love funk, Zap and yeah, Roger. Yeah. Oh yeah, uh, Roger Trotman, yeah. all those guys. Big fans. You know I mean? I'm a big fan. So of like I, I, I'm all over the place, and I think that helps too. Like just from a creative standpoint, just being really diverse in music. Yeah, and it could be anything too. Like if you know, if you like reading books, it could be well, really diverse in the books. That's you read. that's why that's why I do that because yeah. I, I would used to think. Marvin Gaye is so dope. Yeah. Like, man, if... He's a bad man. <laughs> what if I... And, like, nowadays, I'm like, yo, what if I can write a song mm-hmm. that's like that? Mm-hmm. Maybe not the same exact song, but get that feeling. Yeah. Capture that that moment, you know? Yeah. And I'll write a song. But I won't do it because I'm not a singer. Mm-hmm. So I can't sing. But I'll find that artist that can, yeah. that can capture that. Bro, like T-Pain? Yeah. Bro, like... T Pain is amazing yeah. at that. Like he just gets people feeling a certain way. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. T Pain. Um, there's a the there's an artist named um, The Dream. I heard of him. Yeah, he did a song with the game. And, yeah, uh, yeah. I heard he so this guy, The Dream. If you look him up, he's ghostwritten like most of the, the hits that you hear today. Like he ghostwritten Umbrella for Rihanna. Oh, okay. He goes. He did. Um, was it Car- I think it was Karaoke from Drake. Mm. Or shut it down. It was either shut it down or karaoke. He's ghostwritten a lot of songs, and there's another ghostwriter that's like really like he's Dang. done all these fucking songs that you don't even know it was him, mm-hmm. you know. And that's what I'm into too. I like that idea. I was like, yo, like what if like what if I do that too? Mm-hmm. You know, what if I'm also not only an artist but a ghostwriter that ghostwritten all these hits that you hear on the radio, you know. Mm-hmm. That's what like I'm into that. That's what, I do that too, and that's what I, like I said, it's all just all part of my plan that I, you know, and, the, and when it's all said and done, I'm gonna have me some. I'm gonna have me some ghost written songs that is gonna be, go. that are gonna be platinum. Yeah, I'm gonna get some platinum hits. You know, I like Kanye when Ka- Ooh, Kanye. Yeah. So Kanye did. He won. He not only won a Grammy for best rap, he won a Grammy for best R and B song. Mm-hmm. He went to a different genre. Yeah. Dude, Kanye's talented. So I said, not only if I, I should do that, why don't if I, what if, would be crazy if I did that and also got a Grammy for ghostwriting the best rock song? Yeah, okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, that's crazy. Like, I wasn't even, I didn't even perform that, but I just wrote the song. I wrote mm-hmm. the song and I got a Grammy for it. <laughs> yeah. I just wrote it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that's like, my thing is, look, my thing is creativity. Mm-hmm. Find your your thing that you're into and just go crazy. Go crazy. Yeah. You know, find it what it is, whatever it is. Whether you 
whether you you skate, whether you draw. I said in the song. Yeah, and Iggy. you skate. Yeah, just find that and just do that. Mm-hmm. Do that and get creative. You know, and have no shame doing it. Mm-hmm. You know, like I said, I, I mentioned it before. I, I was homeless. You know, I was homeless for a long time, and um, it was embarrassing. You know, mm-hmm. going to going to going to school and shit. Like, oh, where you live? Oh, I live in this hotel. You know, uh, okay, this yeah. shit was embarrassing. You know, I didn't go to school. I didn't. I didn't graduate from high school mm-hmm. because of that. I was so. I was so poor. I had to get a job. I started making money and stopped. I stopped going to school. Mm-hmm. You know, um, even as an artist, like in the beginning, I didn't put no music out because I was. Um, I was insecure. I it was perfectionist. Mm-hmm. It's not perfect. I won't put it out. Now I'm at the idea. Even if it sucks. We'll put it out <laughs> because I want people to. I want people to. And I, I'm getting off of the fact that I'm getting off. I get off from the fact that people are gonna doubt me. Mm-hmm. I get off. Ah, that shit's whack. Yeah. I want it. If I put out a whack song, that shit's trash. And then the next song's a fucking. And then the look on their face. Like, mm-hmm. That's what I'm getting off into. Like you doubting me, and then yeah. I triumph from that. Mm-hmm. You know. That's my. That's and that's my my message in general. You know. I want um, I want people to just do what you know. I want mm-hmm. people to. I, I want. I hope. Hoping my music will motivate people to get out, uh, get and do what the fuck they want to do. Yeah. You know, and don't have no shame doing it. Yeah. You know. Damn, that was good, man. That was a good way to end. Appreciate that. Appreciate you hopping on the show, bro. Yeah. Thank you for having me, man. Of Thank course. You for having me. It's really dope. This is my first. I know. Yeah, this is like my first podcast I ever did. Like as like personal artists, mm-hmm. I did one when I was in a group, mm-hmm. but this is like my first personal. Artist. That was dope. I like this right here. This first of many, man. First of many. Thank you, bro. Yeah, no problem. Hey, we're back here at the My Mike and I podcast. Again, shout out to Generic Sports for producing the instrumental in the background. Find out more of his work at SoundCloud.com. Generic Sports. Also, shout out to Vince Correa for producing the My Mike and I logo that you are seeing in your screen. Currently working on a new My Mike and I logo that'll come out by the end of the year, hopefully. Shout out to everybody that's listening too, whether you're a day one listener or you're relatively new to the show. Greatly appreciate you. If you like any of the shows here, be sure to leave a rating or review if you're listening on Apple Podcasts. It helps listeners that are new to this show, don't have any idea what it's about. Kind of gives them a clue of what they're about to tune into. Hey, that rhymed. <laughs> but yeah, nonetheless, appreciate any support. Like I said, guys, we're on SoundCloud. So if you're there, give us a follow, give us a like, maybe leave a, a nice comment. We're also on Spotify. We're also on SoundCloud. I think I just said that. We're on Google Play. We're on TuneIn. We're on Stitcher. Appreciate any support that I can get with the podcast. Be sure to follow me on Twitter at underscore Noah Alvarez. Be sure to follow me on Instagram at Noha underscore Alvarez. And follow the My Mike and I page on Instagram. It's new, but it looks really nice. It looks really fresh. Shout out to Vince Correa for helping me run that. It's at my period, Mike and period I. It's Noah Alvarez, the host of My Mike and I podcast, signing off. Till next time.